Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 51st episode of Tales of Tamriel. I am Agelos, your host, and with me today, she who must not be named, but we're going to name her anyways, because she feeds on your tears. That would be Thais. How are you today? I am fabulous today. And yourself? Pretty good. I know, uh, you're warm today? Yes. Yes, I am. Very? Yes. Right? We had a little bit of a, uh home emergency here because if uh, those who don't know we are in the northeast specifically uh, Pennsylvania and there is a big blizzard up around this area well I normally have firewood in the house because you know I'm a Nord yeah but uh, ran out of firewood and uh, the heating oil was gone so I called and got new heating oil and that was all great but uh, apparently I didn't realize this but if if it runs out, you have to bleed the line, and I had no idea how to do that. So that was unfortunate. It was so cold in the house yesterday morning that you could see your breath, and deciding on whether or not to pee was a serious decision, because I swear I lost some butt cheek skin. <laughs> I know it was cold when I walked out into the into the hallway, and I put my glasses on, and they immediately fall. I'm like, oh dear. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was pretty bad. It was cold. So, But thankfully, got that all worked out. That was great. So, all right. I'm glad glad you're warm today. Now, that means, based on my current role of podcasting, I'm going to be 900 degrees over here. So You're going to be naked by the end of the podcast. Probably. It's not a podcast if I don't get naked. <laughs> all right. Also joining us, the man running the stream and legend in his own mind, and pretty much everyone else as well, Deltia of Deltia's Gaming. How are you today, good sir? Great day to be live. Excellent. How was your week? I had a wonderful week, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. kind of exciting. I guess something sort of happened that, you know. I was on ESL Live. Yeah, just, just a little something, right? Yeah, it was Not, fun. Nothing much. All right, cool. Well, we're going to talk about that a little later, so we won't dig too much into that. Um, so, and finally, now this one's fun. We have a special guest with us today. You may have heard him around the ESORP kind of scene. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. And that would be Mr. Nate. Oh, come on now, baby. Got Langston. To Langston. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. Glad we could have you on the Hello. show, man. Uh, why don't you start off by having, you know, introduce yourself completely. That way our listeners know who you are. Yes. Well, uh, firstly, I'm very, very happy to be here. Um, I'm from England. I imagine that you can probably all tell that by now. And um, I've been playing Elder Scrolls for many, many, many years since Morrowind. And I've been listening to this show, incidentally, since I think about episode three or four. So quite a nice little uh, round trip to actually uh, join you guys today. And um, up until quite recently, I was the editor of a website called Wired in the UK, which is tech and gaming and, and all that sort of thing. And I did a lot of RPG stuff over there as well as running the, the website. I uh, actually now... Um, 
work over at Bloomberg, which is uh, uh, another publication and TV show and, and all that sort of thing. But I also host or co-host ESO RP um, at uh, opcast.com. And we do uh, more sort of law stuff in the Elder Scrolls Online world every week. Yeah, that's excellent. I, I do love listening to uh, your guys' show because I, I love lore. Absolutely love lore. So I dig right into that stuff. It is fantastic. All right. Well, we do have a fun show planned today. Now, there wasn't a lot of game news other than the obvious elephant in the room of Update 6 hitting the PTS. So we're just going to roll right into the news. That way we can really talk about the real meat and potatoes of this uh, this episode. Moving on game news, there were two new um, guides that were released from the Elder Scrolls Online official page talking about the justice system and collections. The collections one, other than the adorable Guar mount that's running across your screen, and they, I, I, this is the one time where I wish that we actually did have the webcam on because her face lit up like crazy. Ace, tell us a little bit about what you think when you're looking at the, the Guar. I want every single one in every color that's available. <laughs> there, there's quite a few coming with the new crown store. And... Well, I hope you're prepared. Well, thankfully, since we've been sub since, well, since the very beginning, we'll get quite a bit. And then I'm, I'm staying subbed even after the, the ESO Plus goes live. So I plan to get quite a few crowns, so I will have lots of guar as well. Because they're cute and they're guar. He looks so happy. He's a happy guar. Yeah. Well, this, this one in particular just talks a little bit about their new collection system. Uh, let's, let, I, I kind of want to ask about it. Like, the collection system itself is kind of neat. Other games have it, um, something similar, where mounts and pets and, and other little costumes, kind of collectible items, kind of go into a, a UI inventory screen rather than taking up your bag space. Um, Nate, quick question for you. Did you save all of your mini pets and, and collectibles and, and costumes that you found? No, I sacrificed them. I needed more room for things like potatoes and, you know, grapes. So, uh, <laughs> I crushed them. I that, crushed that, them. That makes me sad. I know a lot yeah, of I, people were kind of upset about that because they deleted pets and stuff like that that they got because they're like, I don't want them in my bags and my bank space, blah. And then they yeah. found out that they're working on this collection thing, and they're like, oh, Christ. It's worse than that, though, because you have to type in the word destroy when you're <laughs> wanting to get rid of them. And there's something rather heartbreaking about having to delete a mud crab and then write the word destroy to confirm it. <laughs> it's, it's like you're literally sitting there, and it's looking up at you with this little mud crab eyes, and you're holding the knife going, I, yeah. I love you, but I just can't keep you in my bags anymore. Yeah, it was. I uh, I stayed moist with tears for some time. <laughs> Deltia, how about you, good sir? Are you excited about the collection window, or is this something that you're kind of whatever about? Uh, very excited about it. For me, I like the costumes that are in there, especially for PvP. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, you can basically, all the costumes you got, whether it's the Emperor Riala or whatever, you can definitely pick those up on any character. So I really like that. And... Um, the pets and crap like that don't really care. The costumes and horses love horse change. We, and we will talk about that one a little later, too. Uh, I'm kind of on the fence about the horse change. But, um, you know, I, I was going to say, Delta, this would probably be perfect for you because we all know you practically told your wife that you're not going to have food for a few months because you got to buy crowns. So <laughs> that's how that's going to go. That's right. Yeah. 
Honey, you need uh, you need new shoes. No, you don't. You're fine. You're fine. You got plenty of crowns. shoes. I need crown crowns. Store. <laughs> yeah, crowns for it's fine. It's all it's all good. So that was the collections guide. It's not much to it. it just kind of gives you a little bit about it. But we'll talk about some more of that a little later. Another one that's kind of that they released was a little guide on the justice system. Uh, I recommend reading this and then going over to deltiesgaming.com for a more thorough explanation. But there were some pretty neat stuff in here that right off the bat, they kind of throw at you so you know what you can do, like thievery, assault, and murder. And this is the thing that when I jumped on the PTS that I didn't quite understand. But when you do something bad, you get that you have become disreputable or notorious or a fugitive. Obviously, those words you know, mean something in the English language, but when it translates to a game, you don't really know. But they actually go by and they actually tell you what they what they mean. They so why don't you go ahead and tell people what each of the different stages are that you can get in the justice system when you do bad things and what happens. Disreputable? The guards will generally ignore you unless you approach them. Notorious, you'll be chased down by the guards who enlist other guards to assist in the pursuit. And finally, fugitive, you are kill on sight to the guards. To lower your bounty at this level, you must either wait for it to decay over time or find a fence that can assist you in paying it off. You know, the first thing that I did was I, I stole something. Like the second I got into the PTS and I got that you are uh, dis disreputable. So what did I do? I walked over to a guard and said, nana, nana, boo, boo. And then he tried to arrest me. And then I ran. It was great. <laughs> um, so. Didn't it, you say you died? Only after he brought his friends. Okay. He couldn't kill me. But when like five others started running at me and I realized, oh, wow, I'm really outnumbered. Bad things happened. It was great. It was absolutely great. Um, but that was that was definitely neat. They do kind of talk about each little thing. Now, let's Deltia. Let's let's talk about which we'll talk about a little later. But uh, the skill line, the new skill line, uh, do at a at an overview level, is it useful or is it not useful? You're talking about in general, or yeah, like when you look at it, do you find it useful in? Let's put it this way: Is it useful for a lot of things you do in game, or could be affected other gameplay types, or is it really only useful if you want to be a uh, uh, a thief? Uh, luckily, they did add one incentive to every character, but didn't make it too overpowerful, and that's the reduced uh, stamina cost of sneaking. So you can basically reduce your stamina cost by forty percent sneaking. And to answer your question, yes, because PvP, you sneak all the time. So reducing stamina costs is actually a big plus. But the the other skills are more like increases your lockpicking. Basically, you start out, and you're not going to make money doing it, hypothetically. You're probably going to cut go even until you understand the mechanics. Once you start hitting around level 6 or 7, then you'll start making money with it because of the passives. Um, but the passives aren't something where you have to get everyone on your character needs to get level 10 or anything. It's a slight incentive for people to do it, um, but yet nothing overpowered in there. So I like that they, they found a good balance to make it, you know, something for everyone to do, but yet you don't, you're not required to do like the new Alliance skills. Right. Yeah. Those new Alliance skills are pretty sick. Uh, yeah. Nate, 
here here's a fun thing does this add to your gameplay we'll go very we're not going to talk about it in depth because we're going to do that later but is this something that adds to your specific gameplay something that makes the world feel more alive for you the justice justice system itself yes yeah um absolutely it does it's um it reminds me a lot of what was in skyrim but i know that this is only stage one of what's to come Mm-hmm. And it's probably the later stages that I'm more excited about, which is where it gets more PvP based. That's oh, yeah. what's going to get me very excited. Are Are you planning on being a? Are you planning on being the outlaw or the enforcer? I am always the enforcer. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is going to be hunting me down. That's right. Everybody. The little pink thief over here yep. is going to get hunted down. That's all right. I'll be a pro. I'll, I'll stealth. You'll Behind. stealth. You know, and Delta, here's a quick question for you. Doing some, you know, very, very crude napkin math. This was very, very crude. And, and again, with the champion system and, and, and set bonuses and this skill, like you said, the stealth, like redu- I think part of the champion system has reduces like your stamina cost when stealthing. And I think there's also a skill or a passive in the thieves uh, line that, it's not thieves. I, I don't want to say thieves. Yeah, Ledgerman, because thieves will make you think thieves guild, and that's not in yet. The Ledgerman skill that also reduces that. In theory, I wonder how far you can actually take the the stamina reduction down. I wonder if well, you can... go one hundred percent if you uh... a full hundred really. I mean, most likely. Yeah, I haven't tested it yet, but you have some other gear options that would probably stack on it too. It's not a major minor buff, so. Hypothetically, you know, no soft caps. There's no removal of some of those things. You could probably have no sneak cost. There's already ways to do it in game right now. Nice. Yeah, I'm very excited now again, but we also got to remember in the game now is not update six with the removal of soft caps and, and the way the champion system's being designed. I'm curious if the numbers will remain similar, if you can get to 100% or not. And, I almost find issue if you can get your stamina um, cost for stealthing down to 100%. Because then it's like, why, you know, seems a little OP. I mean, you should be able to reduce it significantly, but a zero cost to stealth, you know, then you're always stealth no matter what. The whole idea behind it taking a cost was so that you're not in it all the time. Um, yeah, but you you can you can stack well fitted and sprint infinitely indefinitely. I mean, so that's part of the champion system. If sure. if you want if you want to sneak for free, great. But you're going to be very 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 squishy. So yeah, you can sneak for free. You're not going to hit hard. You're not going to survive <laughs> very long. Great. You you don't have any. You have tons of stamina when you sneak, but you're basically useless. So that's the point. It's a give and take. Sure. Excellent. Well, does anyone have anything else they want to talk about on this the justice system guide that came out? I know we kind of got on a little little bit of a rabbit trail. It was a fun one. Well, anything? I'm going to have a guide on the nuts and bolts of it um, as far sure. as like how to actually get started because people don't even know that you have to pickpocket someone to start. and uh, So that might be done hopefully tomorrow. Okay, great. Great. Um, yeah, the, I'm, I'm excited to see your guides and particularly because this one is really one of those things if you had no idea what it was this is the i never bought the game but hey look at this this is what they have kind of thing but if you really want to dig into it definitely head over to delta's gaming and check out his all right so a little thing happened on on friday um and that would have been eso live that was pretty cool 
Uh, they had a special guest, but <laughs> I seem to feel like it wasn't anyone important. No, it wasn't. It wasn't anyone special. That's no right. one special. It, scraping the bottom of the bucket for talent nowadays. I yeah, guess. they had they had no one else to ask. So they asked me. <laughs> oh, we're just kidding. Adeltia, you were on uh, ESO Live this week, man. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was nice for them to have me on. Um, so yeah, just talked about creating guides and why I did it and stuff like that, and give me a shout out and a plug and yeah. definitely the site's getting a lot busier and stuff. And I've been really testing the 1.6 and doing a lot of different things with that. So I think they wanted to highlight people that are testing the content and trying to figure it out. Sure. Um, random question, but I think it's kind of fitting with update six coming. How many potential hours of work do you have to update all your guides? Probably a thousand. Ooh. Ouch. That's but I've already got I've got some good help. A guy named Sword's been helping me out a lot. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, we got every single skill in the game updated now. Oh, good um, on the site uh, as far as class skills go. So now, and, if only you had someone who could I don't know make a skill calculator off your site. I'm just saying, someone for like needs no Java and CSS and do that for you. Well, not only that, I want to get what I would love on the site would be a constellation chart. Mm. Of, now, I definitely don't have the technical background for that, but um, I, I couldn't pay someone. But that would that might be my ultimate dream is to have be the first to have a star constellation uh, of the champion system, which I have all the pictures of every single passive and all that stuff. But I don't have where you can like go through and actually pick your spin the wheel and the champion system and stuff like that. But that would be cool. That would be considering no one else. And I think the only site that even has, well, there's a few, I guess that one or two that have it, but I miss a good skill calculator. Cause the one I used to use on ESO head hasn't been updated since 1.3. It's not even valid anymore. No, I don't so even. So somebody it. should get a hold of Deltia and, and just do that. Cause I yeah, need one. Do it. <laughs> I need one. So during ESO live, I did find a couple things that I wrote down because they did leave during, especially during their Q and a and stuff. It wasn't a super big app. Like there was no bomb kind of, you know, secret Matt fire kind of event. It was just a you know, normal ESO live. And they did have a nice Q Q and a, and I wrote down a couple things that I, I wanted to mention because they kind of stuck out to me during the Q and a, one of the things they said was spell crafting is not currently being worked on any longer. Thank you, God. All right, let's go around. Deltia, why don't you give us your thoughts on that? Thank you, God. Okay. It, it would ruin the game. <laughs> it, one of two things would happen with spellcrafting, and you, you can disagree with all you want, but I'm right about this. And it, it would basically be something you don't even like because it's just they, – they would make it so it would be so dumbed down. It's nothing like Skyrim or uh, – not Skyrim, but Oblivion or Morrowind. Because people would find so many ways to crank it up and do ridiculous stuff. So they would either have to make it basically so dumbed down that it wouldn't be any more effective than any of the skills that you use. Maybe just be funny little colors and stuff. Or they would make it where you could find super powerful loopholes. Everyone would find one or two spells that you'd have to mandatorily use. And it wouldn't be fun. So... I do not want this in the game. I do not want this in the game. This is an MMO. It will break it. Mm. I mean, look at Skyrim. You could rubber band your controller together and get a hundred, you know, sword and shield and, and a knight from a mud crab beating you. Transla- <laughs> translate that balance, that same mentality and balance to a game that affects other players. It, it starts to get a lot less fun. Hmm. 
All right, uh, Nate. How how about you? Now you said you were you you've been playing since Morrowind, and yeah. Morrowind is where I got my first example of spellcrafting. So I was very excited when they said about spellcrafting. What what do you feel about them not actively working on it? And I do want to preface this for all the people listening. They didn't say they canceled it. They just said it's not being worked on now. So it sounds like something that they shelved and may come back to. Yeah, I mean, my actual first experience with spellcrafting was in Oblivion because I played Oblivion, then Skyrim, then Morrowind, then uh, ESO. But to me, this isn't something that I particularly want in my game. It's not something that would bother me if it was in and worked well. Um, but I largely agree with Delta's concerns that, you know, they're not going to do it perfectly because it just wouldn't happen. And if it's not perfect, it has a risk to be game breaking. And since I'm not going to use it personally, I can't imagine because I'm not really I'm much more about just shields and swords and just putting axes in backs and things like that. It's not <laughs> something that I feel like I'm going to miss what I do want and what I kind of hope they're going to bring instead of this is I want poisons. Like, mm, I really yeah. miss mm -hmm. yeah. poisons. So if they're not working on spellcrafting, but they might be working on poisons and making um, alchemy sort of the next thing that gets updated after provisioning, then I am all for that. All for that. You know, I, I really agree with that, especially with all the... We have all those negative potions that if you if you get snake blood, they're fairly good, blah, blah. But most people don't bother with those anyway, all the shrooms and stuff like that. But you can make poisons with it. And that's what I... I was really hoping, and here's the thing that I, I, I'm gonna, I'm going to, uh, going to. What is the word here, babe? I'm drawing a blank. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Like this is what I'm predi predicting. Thank you. My goodness. I don't even know why I'm losing my words All here. I think it was dwelling. Dwelling? Like you were dwelling on it. I don't know. No, uh, the thieves guild. When thieves guild comes out, that poison crafting will be a, a thing, or even dark brotherhood. Poison crafting should definitely come in with dark brotherhood as, yeah definitely and and that was hinted at on iso live as well that they're not working on it necessarily right this second but it was kind of hinted that that's being written or about to start being written so that would be a great thing to come with that you know poisons and and even traps even like ground-based traps like we have that with aoe effects for spells we should be able to have that with with poisons as well sure that'd be great um Face, how about you? What do you, what do you feel about spellcrafting being shelved? Well, now I just want to talk about poisons. I'm totally on board with with poisons completely. <laughs> spellcrafting, I'm totally okay with it being shelved. I did not think it would have been a good system to have in this game because of what Deltia said. I completely agree. It would have been something that would be really hard to regulate. There probably wouldn't have been that many options, and there would have been that one spell that everyone knew they had to get to be better than than anybody else. Mm. So. That being shelved, as long as they're working on something better, that's that's totally fine. I'm the only one who misses spellcrafting. Like, to me, the way that they designed or the way that they described it was this was going to be a way for us to get some of the classic spells. Like, we were going to be relearning the different classic schools of magic, the alteration, the illusion, the destruction, and not from a staff, but from an act, we'd actually be able to learn those abilities. And from what I understood, it was actually going to be those abilities. Like you went into Skyrim, looked at the destruction tree and all the spells, that's what you'd be able to learn. You'd be able to learn all those abilities or at least a certain subsect. And then spellcrafting would allow you to then take one of those spells, such as flame at conjure flame at and go, I would rather it be, 
a flame atronach that snares or whatever, you know, adding things like that together, being able to customize those individual spells. And I'm actually really sad, mostly because I don't want it to go the way of the, the World of Warcraft dance studio. That they never said they officially canceled that either, and that's still old. And they announced that back for like what Wrath of the Lich King, and it's four expansions later. And oh no, we haven't canceled it; it's just not actively being worked on. So I really don't. I, I hope they don't show it because I I really want them to bring back the the original schools of magic. It could very well be like what they're thinking of with Helsing, where they want it to be perfect, which is why well, they're not yeah. actively working on it now. Yeah, it's just the problem with not. I, I know how development cycles go, and and anyone who works in any any kind of technical related field, uh, Nate, you're probably something similar. When a project gets shelved, the chances that you come back to it are, are less likely every week that goes by that you're not actively working on it. My goodness, I have projects that are yeah that that were supposed to be due three years ago and they got shelved and I've never heard of them since. They're still Although, on my project list, but there is one decent example of when that wasn't the case, and that was the fact that the Apple's iPad was being worked on before the iPhone, and they huh? basically used all the development that they put towards the iPhone iPad and said, you know what, this would be better on a small screen, so they shelved the iPad and that's when they made the iPhone. So it can happen the other way around. The sad part is, like you said, that's one example. More often than not, it, it just doesn't come around, yeah. especially in a game development cycle where, you know, they seem to always be pushing for whatever the whatever is on the pulse of the community. And, you know, spellcrafting is probably very popular among Elder Scrolls purists, those of us who remember it from Oblivion and Morrowind. But not so much among MMO players, albeit, again, with this transition from, you know, the pay-to-play model to buy-to-play, I feel like we're going to get a lot more of the original Elder Scrolls fans in because it's a model they understand. So I think the outcry for spellcrafting may be a little higher than, than uh, among MMO, um, MMO players. So mm -hmm. I, I was a little sad at that. Now, next thing up, which... I don't know how I feel about this, but we'll 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 go around the corner again. We're gonna go in reverse order. We're gonna ask uh, these first. <laughs> Cyrodiil is going to be unchanged by everything that happens in 1.6, such as the justice system, guards, etc., etc. What do you what do you think? Do you do you are you sad that you're not going to be able to? The stealth mechanics aren't going to be as changed. I don't even I don't even know if this actually goes in. This is something Delty. Maybe you know. Does this affect like the the Ledgermine skills stuff like that? Do they even affect Cyrodiil? Because the way they were describing it, they were saying right off, it just would not affect it at all. Well, the only the, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Deltia. I ask you. That's my fault. I ask you both questions. Go ahead, I was gonna say the only Ledgermine skill that will affect Cyrodiil is the reduced sneak cost. That's literally the only thing. The rest of them, one through five have nothing to do with killing people. That has nothing to do with sneaking. I have all the skills posted on my website. So that's not going to affect you at all at all. I think what they were trying to do, and so meatballs wouldn't pull a guard out into the field, then kill all their friends and, and like farm AP and find a way to break the game. That's what they're doing. Okay. And Thais, good back to you. What, what are you... No, it's a good idea. It is. Yeah, not, not having all those special things in Zero. But I like going out there and doing the daily quests, and I want to be able to steal from them. 
<laughs> yeah, but that, that is such a huge PvE aspect in the, in the PvP world, it's, it's not needed. You know? It's, right. like, it's, it's really not. That, I think, is a good idea. All right. Nate, how about you, good sir? What, what do you feel about that? Well, I'm still sort of taking my first steps tentatively in Cyrodiil because I okay. just didn't care about PvP for a long time. But I sort of agree. Get in there, that, Nate. Get in there. I know, honestly, I've started doing. And the daft thing is, it's kind of, I don't want to say your fault because it's a good thing, but it was sort of your influence, actually, when you sort of gave up on PvP, but then sort of went back to it. I thought, huh, all right, I'm going to go and try this now. So I have been starting. I have got in there. I have started. Um, but I'm so it's so new to me that having an opinion about whether something should be changed or not kind of feels like I'd be a bit of a fake. So, um, so I'm just going to stay oh, silent and say, I... here. don't worry, just keep just fake it till you make it. That's what we say on the show, actually. <laughs> well, well, I'm going to keep making it and then and then I'll have an opinion and then I'll I'll uh, I'll come back on and I'll say, right. Five months ago, I didn't have an opinion. Well, now I do. All right. All right. <laughs> just, just one thing. As a PvE player, I really enjoy the PvP in ESO because it reminds me so much of the PvP in Guild Wars 2, where it's just war all the time. Mm. Just keep trying it, and you'll you'll probably really enjoy it. It, it definitely is fun. It's just, that's the whole other thing. Deltia, good sir. What are, what are your thoughts on on justice system essentially being out of Cyrodiil? I think it's good. Okay, it, you got to realize. This is an MMO, people. This is not a single-player game. And single-player land, you can't screw someone else's fun up. But last episode, you said it's Skyrim and Friends, good sir. Stop faking. True. True. <laughs> but the whole the whole point I'm getting at is, we I you you we may look for the best in people, and that's great. But there's people out there who will do nothing more than try to screw up your day by creating some build or pulling the guards so they can kill you and then laugh at your body. If I get killed in Cyrodiil. 99.99999 someone will teabag me they will teabag me if i'm on stream they will try to sit on my face they will try to make me look stupid they will tr and that's human beings right now on the internet right so all the things that we want you have to look at the other side of it and go how can this screw up someone else's fun and if it can screw up someone else's fun don't do it that's like requesting duels. Everyone wants duels in this game. Go to another game where you can request duels infinitely. You'll just get dual requests all the time. You might accidentally click on the E key, accept it, and you get killed in the middle of, it, of the, the game. It's not fun. Hmm. So every aspect of the game that we want in here, there's a counterpoint because there's other players involved. And that's one of them, Cyrodiil. There would be someone... Believe me, that would try to pull the guards out into the middle of the, the Cyrodiil zone and would find some little exploit that would basically one-shot everyone. And that's why they're not doing it. Because then you could go to the towns, like the five little towns, and screw up other people's days, essentially. Okay. So I know it's super negative, but at the same point, it's just you got to watch balance. It's such an important part of the game. Um, Garbrek from Tamriel and Jane, he's in the... Uh chat room right now and he echoes what i feel about this justice system should be in cyrodiil keep guards cannot be looted as they are objective related blah 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 that's fine keep them the way they are however the ones around the quest zone like the quest hubs are useless and should be able to be included in the justice system you should be able to what do you mean by useless well they don't really present any purpose they're not really objective related unless you happen to be in there doing quests and all of a sudden, you know, you lose a keep and then the guards get switched over to uh, the other faction. Like, they, they serve no purpose at all. Um, but Be careful. Like, 
<laughs> they they really should be like I feel like the justice if you're out there messing around in the in the different towns uh Chaden Hall, you know, all, all those areas, Bruma, you should be able to lock pick and and stuff of that nature. Now maybe they change the way the guards work cuz there are NPC guards that are neutral to you but they're like just you know, the random no-named henchmen kind of guards, you know, like Nord Warrior or whatever that are out there. They should be able to be the quote-unquote guards that are neutral but will attack you if you start stealing from the poor helpless people getting so attacked. So why would you go out there and fight guards instead of just doing it in town? Like, what's the uh, what's the benefit of doing it in Cyrodiil? Because Cyrodiil's awesome. It, it, it also provides you that... It, here Here's the other thing. Until the new system comes out, it's still a matter of, like... I don't know, it's a thrill and danger of doing the quest out there. Because you could be out there and all of a sudden a roaming warband of, you know, Daggerfall Covenant comes rolling over. There and is no such thing over. as a, a war, roving warband of Daggerfall Covenant. Yeah, but I wouldn't give AD the, the there, There's little butterflies. No, it's, e, it's EP. Give it to them. Give it to EP. EP. Well, I'm EP. But anyway, whatever faction you are, have someone else go out there and go, hey, someone's out there doing questing. I like that danger of not only do I have to be careful of the NPCs, I have to kind of look over my back to make sure that no sneaky other faction person's out there trying to kill me. The thing is, with the justice system, even in PvE zones, when the full justice system comes out, you have to, like, if I don't have the Enforcer Tabard, which flags me as PvP, I cannot attack a thief. So I constantly have to be flagged as PvP in order to attack thieves. Or vice versa, there's still not the danger of getting killed by some random other player unless you royally mess up. You don't. You could be standing there, it could be like 20 people around you going, as soon as you mess up on this steal, we're going to kill you. But if you don't mess up on it, they can't do anything. In Cyrodiil, it's different. You be in there just doing your questing and all of a sudden someone pops up and kills you anyway. I'd like that danger. And to take that gameplay mechanic away from me, no matter where I want to play it, is my problem. That's not really a problem. It's a preference. It's what I like. You know? It's my game. My ESO. <laughs> and that's what I want. That's just way too much danger in one area. I know, and it's awesome! No, too much. Oh, too much. all right, all right. Scaling zones. These are not going to be instanced, but no details forthcoming. I really want to know how you guys think this is going to happen. This may be a little kind of upper level, but how do you guys imagine this is going to happen with the new zones like Rothgar and... Um, I can't remember it. We'll just say Rothgar, for instance. It is not going to be level specific, which is fine. So anyone of any level can get in depending on, you know, obviously if you can get to that area. So that could be the thing with that is you could be any level when you enter that. Like if you're Daggerfall Covenant, it's kind of right there on the corner. You know, you go through. Uh, what is that one zone? I can't remember now. I don't know. But anyway, um, you go through there. And if you're level 15, it's a level 15 zone, or if you go in there at VR 14, it's a VR 14 zone. It's scaling, but it's not instanced. How are they going to do that? Uh, Deltia. Any thoughts? Well, how are they going to scale it? But not Yeah, if they're it? not, if they specifically said it's not going to be instanced, which makes me think that when you go into it, you're not instanced into it. How are they going to separate out 
the players or make it so that when a level 15 is attacking a mob, when you go up to it, it's BR 14. No idea, to be completely honest. No um, idea. Okay. They, you hmm. seem to have a thought in your head. Well, because now I'm confused. Wouldn't they make it where the zone would be a specific level and everyone no, gets scaled they, to the zone? They are specifically saying that it is not it is scalable to wherever you go. They're, and they've already said that all new zones going forward, unless they're a specific zone, which we'll talk about later, are not going to have a level. That sounds... It's you go into it, and whatever level you are, it's supposed to scale to you. I cannot think of any way that that would be possible. Okay. Uh, Nate, how about you? Any ideas? And The only thing I can think of is if it's scaling to something that isn't related to your level. Okay. And, and I don't know how it can work. Um, I mean, it's it sounds too difficult to me mm -hmm. to work without there being some level of instancing, even though it's not being instanced. Like I, I put, I'm, I'm with Delta. Like I don't really know how they can make this work because it kind of goes that both theories are working against each other, right? Mm -hmm. It's either instanced and it goes with the group leader or it's not instanced and everyone just has to deal with the fact that they may get killed too easily or find too little of a challenge. To sit that in the middle, it's th there has to be some other fundamental change that we don't know about yet that is going to control how that works. But that's as far as I've got in terms of thinking how that can be. Okay. I kind of think that that someone made me think of it. Someone in the the chat room said it. It could be mildly phased. Like when you walk in, it's not instanced. But depending on what mob you attack, that mob is now yours. And if someone else was to attack it, if you were level ten and that person was VR twelve, mm -hmm. if they tried to attack it after you attacked it, it would be fourteen. Okay. Or well, ten, whatever number I said first. <laughs> see, and and I, I make see. I have problems with that because of the general philosophy that Zoss has done. They want you to be able to help people. That's why they don't have the graying out of characters or tagging. If you helped and contributed, you get experience. If a VR fourteen hits a mob and it becomes a VR fourteen, and a random fourteen goes in. He's not going to be able to do anything to the mob. Yeah, but if that that particular mob is on the VR fourteen, he's in no danger. Well, yeah, but if the VR fourteen dies, well, then well, the no, but it's dead. still a level of scaling. That just seems crazy. And Winnow and Stell says scale everyone up in Cyrodiil like Guild Wars two does. Yeah, Guild Wars two does scale based on it's a neat little system where if they say a zone is one to what six or whatever the case is, no matter what level you go in you are one to six or something like that. You're, you can't go above level six. They just scale all your stats down. See, I don't even feel like that's, that's how they're going to, I don't think they would scale. I really don't think they'd scale the, and again, this is possible. This is completely just up in the air. The other thing I was thinking of, which technically they could get away with, but from a hardware point of view, this is talking hardware side. I don't. It seems impractical. Would be it's not technically instancing, but phasing based on level, having sixty four variations of the same zone. I don't know. Mm -hmm. but you, if you're, they have a level well, one version. Farfax said it's best. They just scale it like PvP. So you enter a zone, you're scaled to the highest level, roughly the same. Okay. You see, and that's something they could do. Scale like, you know, but it, it just from the exact wording of what they say that they were not going to have any level because that's the wording they used. They they didn't say it's going to be a level 50 zone and everyone would be scaled to it. They said these zones would have no level. 
and would be scalable to you. So then everyone who goes in there would essentially be like a blank level. There'd be no level whatsoever. There would be like a straight power level for everybody in there. No matter what level you are, if you enter it, you are now just blank. Yeah. There's, there's no numbers, but that would be... That's just really weird. Yeah. That is weird. It's just one of the things that, for me, like, Nate, you could probably... Doing 64 different variant... And that you probably have more than that, but having 64 different phases of the same zone seems a little backwards to me and a little bit processor heavy. Because technically, yeah. once you have a lot of VR14s, you may have, with the mega server technology, you may have several instances of the VR zone. But having, unless it, you know, of course, it would be automatically uh, generated, but to generate a zone for one level 13 character to adventure in, if it just so happened to only have one. That's a lot of wasted processing power. It just, is. Uh, and it's just it's it just runs the risk of of the phasing being a problem like it was so badly at the mm. start of the game. You know, if you are in a group, even if it's only a couple of people like that is a problem that they have had to work for like basically all of the last 12 months. They still haven't right. fixed it completely. And it, no, it's better. It's definitely better, but it is not fixed and it is not perfect. And there are still occasions where one of my group, if not the entirety of my group, are invisible apart from the little arrow, you know, the marker over their heads. And so I can't see them doing that either. Yeah, that, that it's, I, I really want some more details on this. I wish they would have given us more. But just the language that they used, no level, but it won't be instance and will scale to you. That's how they said it. And I cannot wrap my head based on those exact wording how they would do this. Yeah, that's too many mm. like strange phrases together. Yeah, it makes it too complex. I can see like Guild Wars 2, but then why wouldn't they just say it's going to be a level VR or VR 14 zone and people will be scaled when they get to it? They didn't. They're like, it will have no level and will scale to you and your group. Could they do it in a way that the so the the health and damage of um, either a player or an enemy was sort of was calculated relative to each player? So, for example, if you were a level fifty, then the enemy would be would have a five times greater HP than a level ten, and similar with the damage, they could they could average that out. Would, it could technically mean that they would do the same amount of... They would require the same number of strikes to an enemy. Let's just pretend it was mm -hmm. just a single sword attack or something. Um, so that they would go down within the same amount of time. I mean, is that even possible? Is that just so much complex it, math? See, the only, even with that, I could see you doing something. That would be something similar to Thais's idea of when you tag a mob, it becomes close to your level. Yeah, yeah. But that could cause a lot of uh, power leveling issues where you have a VR 14 healer sitting there just healing you constantly because as long as yeah, they don't touch yeah. the mob, it stays your level and they don't split experience or anything of that nature because that's how this game doesn't doesn't block off experience gain. You get what you contributed. So if you're working on it, I can't see them, you know, putting any of this together. It just is kind of crazy. I'm yeah. really interested to see how they did. It'll probably be something simple, but from the wording of how they said it, honestly, the best way that I could think of it is like what uh, Winona Stealth said, Guild Wars 2 style. The zone would have a level, and you just scale to it. That's similar to Cyrodiil PvP. You're just, you know, you're 50-ish. Mm. I think the clue that we've got here is that this 
makes sense to come in a post veteran rank world. So I think mm. we have to think about this mm. as in veteran rank has gone away. So we are simply one to 50 and we are with the champion system. No veteran points, no veteran ranks. It's a more simple way of, of doing things, right? Yeah. If that is the case, then it makes the thought process about how this can work a little bit easier because people are going to be closer together based on their mm -hmm. um, their level, but they may be farther apart based on what they're doing in the champion system. And that's the only way I can think that they could balance this um, in a way that to me, even though I can't explain it, feel it feels more comfortably doable. You know that what you just said, I can't believe I didn't even think about that. That is almost because then they could then they could quote unquote lock off any zone similar how they do um, Craglorn. You don't get the quest mm. to go to Craglorn until you're at least level 50. Like it's not yeah. even available. That you you maybe not get the quest to enter Rothgar or any new zones until you hit 50. And like you said, in that post VR world, that makes perfect sense. And then that scaling even makes more sense because as you said, it's going to be based off your champion levels because your power scale is going to be different. Everyone will be 50, but if Delty has 300 champion points and I got 30, we're still 50, but his his power level is different. So the mobs that when we group up together may scale off of an average of our of our of our points there. Yeah, and that might yeah. be a little bit more doable. Yeah, I, I like that. I didn't even think about this coming in a post, mostly because again, this is something that they that they said they haven't really touched on the VR ranks. They haven't given us any idea of when the VR ranks are going away because even based on the AMA last week with no new content until after uh, the the console release settles down, they're going to get 1.6 as it is. So they're still going to have veteran ranks. Well, are they? I mean, are they? Because we know they're going to at least have uh, 1.6. Mm -hmm. I still wonder whether there's a chance for the version that they get on console to be 1.7, it would fit timescale wise. And it's actually in 1.7 that veteran ranks goes away because I can't see them honestly introducing a system that has already been marked for death on consoles and say, hey, get used to this. And in a month, here's a forced patch. It's all gone now. So that thing you spent the first six weeks working to understand, yeah, that's dead now. I, th I don't think they'll launch with, with veteran ranks at all on console. Mm. You know, and I would have I would have bet that as well. But based on the current uh, what they've been talking about development cycle and things of that nature, I'm not really sure. I I agree with you. Who would want to? Because you know, there's going to be the people like Delty. He's going to transfer over VR14. But there's going to be people who are going to spam level. And why work for a VR14 when it's it's obviously going away? That that really does seem kind of asinine, really, to add something in that is going away they're like hey you'll june's, have this for a few months but it's it's don't don't get don't don't get used to it and june is a long way away like it's it just turned february you know and this is going to be out on the live server unless anything changes in march so that's still that's march you know april may june Three, like that's four-ish months yeah well that's you know yeah i, agree. I mean 1.6.1 is going to hit the pts in like what a week couple of weeks yeah they oh, yeah monday that. i think they're releasing their next set of hot fixes or fixes to the server is probably monday yeah. right okay all right Any, anyone else have anything they want to say about scaling before i bring up the next two points 
No. I, I can't believe you thought about this this in depth. I I didn't even. <laughs> this is like a non-issue. I mean, I, I like having NATO in here. We're, this is this is pretty fun. This is. Weird. I'm glad I got him in here thinking about this. Is well, these are things that when they mention it kind of offhandedly like this. I think about it as a as a gameplay point. Of like, how are they going to pull that off? Because you know it, it is. There's a lot of stuff that is like, how are they going to pull that off? Next thing, they did mention this, and and this might have been just them being ill informed, but I was kind of uneasy. And based on some of the other changes, Merkmeyer. For those of you who don't remember what Merkmeyer was, back during the QuakeCon presentation, they presented Merkmeyer as the new Adventure Zone. This would be the next one after Craglorn. This was during QuakeCon. During ESO Live, and again, this may just be me kind of pulling at their words, but every single one of the people on the show was like, are we still doing Merkmeyer as an Adventure Zone? They're like, I think so, but I'm not sure. Like so, that makes me believe like maybe there was some discussion to change the, the, the game plan for Merkmire, and I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna take kind of a dark note on this, um, specifically with no new releases till the console release. Okay, at least the console. So we at this point we've got at least uh, four months. We'll say four months, even if they come out with something as soon as consoles, we got four months of no new content, even though a lot of the hardcore crowd has already went through serpent and an AA and Hellra and all that stuff, the, the raidish content. If they are planning on changing their design, cause we know they have changed design before and they are changing to the buy to play model. Supposedly some people say to bring in consoles, Rating isn't really a thing on consoles. That's kind of like a PC MMO gamer kind of thing. Do you think maybe they're just going to change their idea of Merkmire as an adventure zone? Maybe scrap the idea of adventure zones altogether and stick to the smaller content? Or do you think it was just, you know, miscommunication? Deltia, how about you? Well, I, mean, I think you guys are looking way too far into this. I mean... <laughs> They had so much stuff going on that day. It's like they probably just were like, oh, are we working on? I mean, that's pr- well, that's probably it, what it is. I mean, it's just the funny that all of them were like, I don't see. Normally, this is how I think, and it's based on the idea of they announced it as an adventure zone. Why would the idea even pop into their heads that it's not going to be an adventure zone unless the idea was thrown around at the office? Do you know what I mean? Like. You know, that's just, it seems kind of weird. It's not like something that I would go, okay, in, at QuakeCon, this is our new adventure zone. Five months down the road, are we still doing that? You know, you normally don't think of that unless it was thrown around, like the idea was tossed around, going, maybe it's not an adventure zone anymore. <laughs> maybe I'm reading into it, but that's I how I feel. I think you're looking way too far into this. I mean... All right. All right, that's how I feel. That's okay. All right, Deltia's opinion is... I'm digging way too deep. Well, I mean, I, I think I think they want to have this is going towards the Skyrim with friends type thing, and right. And but the, Skyrim the new, the new... with friends, like you said, would lean more towards smaller scale content, four man dungeons, stuff like that. Maybe not the raid content. 
It's not this this game. I mean, unfortunately, I think the whole like twelve man serpent trial every other month is not coming out. It's just I don't think it will be. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going more casual. I think the Merkmeyer stuff is going to be a little solo zone with quests and appeal to the console players and people that like to quest and do that sort of Which thing. Which is exactly what I was just saying. That's uh, that's that, what I think it's going to be before okay. the, before and after they said this. I, I think that's the game. That's what the it's a business. No, yeah, one, and, and it, I hold on, I, hold on. Let me finish my thought. It, right. It's a it's a business. This is not a charity. We don't own this game. It's not our right to play it, and they have to make content based on what the majority of people want. And the one percenters, they're the one percenters. And to do do the hardcore trials and stuff like that, it's just such a small subset of the community. Now I'm in that community, but when you're in the community like that, you're like, oh, everyone's in that community. Well, actually, no. Hardly anyone's in that community. So for them, you're getting, what, 10, 10 million more people that could possibly play this game? Can they even play Serpent to, for like a year? No. It makes absolutely zero sense to continue to make a lot of that content, especially with new players. And buy to play, they're coming back. They're coming out. They, you can buy it off the shelf and start playing. So 1% can see that one dungeon. It's just a waste of development time in a business model standpoint. Okay. All right. Um, Nate, how about you? What do you, what do you think? Uh, I tend to agree with what Delta said, to be honest. Um, and I'm in the market for a lot more, um, regular PVE questing, not necessarily solo, but, um, I'm not sort of a massive adventure zone fan at this point. It's still one of the things that I've not put a great deal of time into. So I've not really thought about it too heavily. All right. Uh, Ace, how about you? I think I'm more with you, where I'm confused as to why they're 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 kind of flopping. Well, see, like... I, I see, I understand why Delta. I agree with Delta in, I get the understanding of why they would change, but my argument is not sure if it's an adventure zone at all. Obviously, the idea has been passed around the office that maybe we make this game more casual and a move away from the rating scene. Because why would that why would that thought even pop into their head if it wasn't already being discussed? I, I I'm kind of like why would they make Merkmire an adventure zone like that? That's well, they can make an adventure zone out of anything, really. As long as it's in the game, because it's you know Argonians. Argonians, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Um, I am a raider. I am. Um, so this upsets me. If, if that is the case. I mean, I, I'll still play because I do love Elder Scrolls for the questing and stuff. But I do like that hard content. The stuff where you have to get with your your buddies, whether, you know, and, and rip through it and, and work on the fights and learn how to do this stuff. I like that kind of content. So, I mean, if they do scrap the idea of Adventure Zones, I'll be upset. Will I stop playing? Probably not because other games have done something similar. It's not every game enjoys raiding. Um, and as Delta says, rating really is a uh, unless you're World of Warcraft, which that's what the game generally is. It's arenas and, and rating. The the subset of the community is fairly small that even gets into the hardcore rating because it do, it takes a lot of effort to find eleven other people that are cohesive enough. Because other than maybe AA and Hellra, which were their first steps, you can't bring eleven random people into Serpent and hope to make progress without any kind of practice or anything like that. Um, mm. World of Warcraft made changes with the tourist mode, aka looking for raid. Um, 
to let people who were the more casual just, hey, I'm going to queue up with however many random people and I'll get to see the raid content without actually having to be in a raid guild. And that worked out pretty well for them, but there is none there's none of that systems in place for this game. If you don't have the 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 raiding crew behind you, you probably wouldn't see a lot of this stuff. And um yeah, you it, know what it, you could do though? Mm. More you could do more arenas. More arenas would be fantastic. Oh, you mean like the Dragon Star Arena? Yeah, the four man yeah. I could and see if for that's the, what they're for... gonna do, I'd be happy with that. Go ahead, Nate. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, I just, I'm, I just, I love arenas. I've always loved arenas. I love, you know, even, even in the, in the sort of first person, third person shooter world, I've always loved those kind of um, horde mode type players where it's like four friends versus increasingly difficult enemies in where you have to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like Mass That's Effect. That's a lot of Mass fun Effect, Mass yeah. Gears of War, um, you know, those raid, those, um, sorry, not raid, those horde modes, they were so much fun because not only were you learning the enemies, but you were learning the, you needed to learn the maps and the maps would change, but then your play style wouldn't necessarily need to change that much because you knew how to play. And the excitement came from the new maps and the new things to memorize. But actually what you were fighting generally tended to be the same. I, I really see a place for that in this game. Um, there is so much that they could do with that um, with that game style. It's not the most original if they just did sort of a, a horde mode type thing in just every single zone. But they could definitely be smart about it, um, and that would be that would be that would also be something a lot of console players are, are kind of used to playing as well in terms of like challenging group content. Okay, now and I I am not. Let me put it this way: I am not. A die, I'm a raider in that I like hard content. I really don't care if it's 12 people or, or more. I just want something that's hard that I have to set, excuse me, as a goal. I don't want to be able to go in there and go, give me 20 minutes and I'll figure it out. I, I like wiping and beating my head against the wall to try to learn how to do stuff and make it that it's an achievement. Like Vet DSA, Delta, like it's, it's stuff that when you finished it, it was like, oh yeah, I finished this. It doesn't matter. Like the coordination only generally, and this is how all games work. Even even Warcraft is the same way. Um, who quote unquote is you know the epitome of, of the raiding scene. Generally, when the numbers get bigger, the coordination lessens because having coordination on a on that level with that many people among gamers is just something that doesn't happen. I mean, it can. There are people like that, but. If you want actually anyone to see the content, you can't have it that tight. So, you know, with the smaller the group, you can make the controls tighter and the mechanics tighter and let more unforgiving because you only have to learn with a smaller crew, smaller group of people. I just want difficult content. Adventure Zones generally were that difficult content because even the questing, the delves, all that was just kind of geared towards four-man groups even craglorn in the beginning was geared towards when it came in even for questing you need a group and i like that idea of you can't just you know as uh delty says solo yolo whatever whenever you want i like having to rely on other people to do some content so you know there's another there's another aspect to this that could be interesting um that i'm curious to hear what you guys think in Pick Skyrim, for example. There was something you could do in Skyrim that you cannot do in Elder Scrolls Online for good reason. 
and that is adjusting the general difficulty of the game with a slider in an options menu. Mm. Now, now, it wouldn't, obviously, for so many reasons, does not work in all the game that exists presently. It could be because it would destroy... Well, it just physically wouldn't work. I don't need to explain why. Yeah. Um, but in a purely instanced raid arena type gameplay situation on consoles do you think there's a there's scope for them introducing something like that oh absolutely absolutely that is something that you know like when you enter an instance it gives you an option going do you want yeah casual mode normal mode hard mode like rip your eyes out of your skull mode absolutely that is something they and they kind of sort of done that with uh vet you know dragon star arena they had a normal and they had a veteran but they could do that in multiple different things when you enter an arena you'd be able to select i mean they can use the ui at that point going what do you want do you want this instance to be geared towards the casual and maybe have something going like this is for people who just want the story etc etc you know normal this is for people more used to kind of group dungeons and gears better blah 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 and, and go down the route absolutely that would be something that would be an amazing thing and especially with how they have the champions or not champion the achievement system mm. tie dies to it tie tie titles to it things to make people stand out going yeah i beat that dungeon on rip your eyes out mode yeah of course mm. i mean they kind of have it already with your um with your titles mm-hmm. you know yeah, but that's... I, could, I could see that. There is a slight the, one thing that would worry me, though, about doing that is that, you know, I don't think they'd let you change it mid battle, but I reckon they charge crowns for that being able to change difficulty mid by <laughs> mid battle. <laughs> like, you, you know, oh, you no, know, Nate just brought in the pay up. to win. Nate I'm just, just saying there's it's instanced. It's not game breaking because it's instanced in that situation, at least. I feel like Deltia right there just I felt like there was steam coming out of his nose. Hmm. Like as soon as you're like, yeah, you, you could pay crowns in order to lower your difficulty mid raid. Oh no, I don't get me wrong, I am I am with the rage on that. Like that would be I no way do I, I want that. I think even but. Deltia may like flip a table if they introduce something like that. They're not gonna yeah. do that. Flip no. a table, Delty. Just flip a table. I mean, if you want to make it easier, as long as it doesn't affect other players, that, that's the problem. Is if it affects me, like if you get better gear because you paid, that affects me. Yeah. If no. you're solo in an yeah. instance and you it doesn't affect me, knock your pay fifty million dollars. I don't. I don't care. Yeah, that's one me. of those things that I don't even mind if it was mid raid because it's one of those things that if you beat the, you don't get the loot till after the boss is down. The loot table should be based on the difficulty. So say you go in on rip your eye mode out, you beat three bosses, you got loot, great, great, great. But then final boss, you just can't beat, so you lower it. Well, then the loot lowers based on what difficulty you yeah, beat it on. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that fine. Made, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Because sometimes you're like, I just want to finish the dungeon. There's no way we're gonna beat this on the super hardcore mode. Let's just let's kick it down a, a notch, beat it, and we'll come in another day. You know, that's that's fine. I like it. All right. Um, we kind of went around on that one, but it, there was really, really good discussion so far. Last thing I took note of housing is not currently being worked on, but still on their wish list. Boo. I agree, Nate. Boo. 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 I want my house. I want to be able to plant my, 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 uh, my provisioning materials outside. I want to have a little greenhouse inside to grow all my mushrooms that are going to be used in my poison, poison making. Hint, 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 hint. And I want to be able to move my chairs around. That's what I want. And I'm sad yeah. it's not there. 
I want a bookshelf for all of my lore books. <laughs> Agreed. I want all I my want, lore books on my on my shelf. That's. I want a basement to keep. Well, I can't get cheese wheels, but I used to. I want basements to store my items. Man, just give me housing. Yeah, give me housing. honestly, as much hate as I did on the buy to play, if they give me housing, I will be shut up for like the rest of my life because I'll not play anything else. I'll just be in there. And They'd be like, would you like this new chair for 1500? Absolutely. Take my money. Take my yeah. money. I'll yeah. be throwing my credit card at the screen. I want to be able to murder people that walk into my house. I want to be able to murder people, pick their bodies up, and hide them in my basement. That's okay. That's a little hey, further than I went. I, All right. No, no, no. I told you once, didn't I? A while, months ago, I emailed you about mm-hmm. my friend who had his dead wife's basement room. Yep, dead wife's. I remember that, that one. That was him. Yeah, <laughs> that was me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we had a room. It was the house that you could get in Solitude in Skyrim. And I um, I had about 400 cheese wheels in the room that broke the physics engine of the game. And when I told my friend about it, he said, oh, yeah, I've got that house. That's where I keep all my dead wives. Yep. And he just went, he just married women and then took them to that room, murdered them and hid them in that room. Yeah, <laughs> we don't talk as often anymore. Me and him. I can understand why. Yeah, might be ignoring those text messages and phone calls. Ooh, no. Hey, you want to go yeah. out and come over to my house? No, no, I'm good. Thank you. No. A little, little creepy. But yeah, housing is one of those things that it, it's one of those sandbox elements that even if it's instant housing, it's something that you can make your own, that the world is your own. You can just, I, I will spend hours sitting there moving a chair around going, do I like it over there? Does it get a little bit more feng shui if I move it over here? I will do that for hours. I will never leave that house. Yeah. For me, from an RP side of things and a law side of things, having the ability to have people over to your house for an evening and talking about law, it sounds like the worst way to exploit what is an amazing game. But to some people and to me, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. It's just it's one of those things that in all the other Elder Scrolls games, well, Morrowind, maybe not so much. You could kill people and take their houses. That's what I did. I just killed them and then used their house as storage. In Wildstar, their housing system was fantastic, and I would spend hours upon hours and all of my money working on my house. I would do quests just to get money, just to spend it on my house. I I would be, yeah, hardcore. That's, honestly, I will tell everyone right now, in full disclosure, I've maxed out my character, and I'm like one or two uh, purchases away from maxing out my bank. So I got like 220 slots so far in my bank alone, and however many I have. I've been saving all my money for when housing comes out because I want to make sure I have enough money that if they're like, hey, hey, you need to, like with Final Fantasy when they released their housing, how expensive it was. I'm like, I plan on having a house day one. Whether it's in-game money, crowns, I don't care. It's going to happen. Hey, man, don't, don't, don't worry. They're going to charge you crowns for that. They're going to charge you crowns. I don't care. Take my, take my money. Take my it's money. a convenience. That's right. Take my money. If they have house sizes, we have to get like the biggest, most luxurious house. It, I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll have to sell my real life house to buy my in-game house. It's done. I'm, I don't care. I'll move into a box as long as it has internet and my in-game house. It's all good. All right. Uh, Deltia, since you didn't really say much, you don't really care about housing, but what do you think? I, I do care about housing, but uh-huh. I mean, it's like, it's, t- it's t- it, that'd be like saying I want arenas in the game and I, and talking about I mean they're gonna ha- it's gonna happen it's going to happen it's too much of a cash cow not to happen it's just common sense that and it, it does fit the all the other games I mean and this this is why everyone complains about buy to play and free to play but yet they love it because it, my buddy and buy Parfax were talking about it and we said what game 
in 2015 isn't free to play or buy to play. What game? World of Warcraft? Well, they have a trial. A Dragon Age? Guess what that is? It's buy to play. Star Wars Little Republic? Guess what that is? Free to play. What game is not this model? You know, the reason and, why there's it's such an a business advantage to do this that that's why it's great. We all say, "Oh, we don't want buy to play." Now we're saying, "Oh my god, I would buy a house and spend a hundred dollars in real life to customize it." Hell yeah, you would. Everyone would. <laughs> that's why the model works. So yeah, people I think are like freaking out about works, it. But... It is why the model works. People, oh my god, this is terrible. Yeah, a gore mount. Well, that's what you get. You get stuff that you want. I mean, that you pay for what you want, and the developers make stuff that what you want. Yes, do they make a little money off of it? Yes, is it a little buy to win? Yeah, but it's a business, and it's a good business. When, like I told him, you know, there the subscription model. Why is it dead? There is literally no way to give them extra money. Think about a business model where. You Warren Buffett comes out and goes, okay, I'm going to start a business, but I'm going to start a business where the people in this business can only give me $15 a month. That's all they can give me only $15. Or I'm going to start another business where they can give me anywhere from zero to infinity. What's a better business model? It makes zero sense, right? You you five lines of code. You have a little guar pet that took 15 minutes for someone to design. And now you made, $10 $10 million off that over 10 years. That's why it works so well. And if we don't buy it, they won't make it. It's, it's the, it's what we, it, it makes common sense. I, I keep defending the model, but housing and stuff like that, we drool over that because that's how we can experience our game and customize it to what we want. I would want nothing more than a house with an Imperial throne and a crown. If I got emperor, Yeah, that would be the crowning achievement in any game. That would be, come to my house, let's sit here and talk PvP strategy. And I'm not even a role player, but I would do it and say, I got Emperor, I'm going to teach you guys how to do it. How cool would that be? It would be Uh, infinitely cool. It's still, uh, buy-to-play models, though, and this I'm going to say on this, there are several games, World of Warcraft, for instance, EVE Online, uh, Final Fantasy XIV, they're still all sub-games. They have, he, they have a cash shop, though. They you do, know? and that it is something that they do. Uh, Final Fantasy now has a cash shop, and, you know, I, I, I'm... Here's my issue with, as you said, the buy play. Yeah, I would throw money at it. But throwing my real-life money, because, you know, my income level is higher than X other person, you know? Being able to, you know, throw my in game or my real life money at stuff takes away from the achievement of doing it. Whether or not the house is like in Final Fantasy 14, for instance, the housing was so expensive when it came out. I bought the small house. I felt accomplished when I got enough money to finally buy it. If I could just throw, you know, to it for me, I could make more money in the real life than I can in game. So if they're like, well, you could spend X amount of gold in game, or you could just give us 20 bucks. Uh, yeah, obviously, 20 bucks is fine, but that takes away from the enjoyment. Uh, I mean, the, not, the, not the enjoyment, the accomplishment. Accomplishment of what? If you buy a costume, how is that? No, no, no. Costumes are fine. Z, that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah, what but their stuff is. Housing is something that, like, yeah, there's certain you, things, but anything you can buy a be, table. You can buy a table, but you have to earn the em- emperor crown to get it. Well, that's yeah. That's how you do it right. That's yeah. how you do it right. There's certain things you can do. It's just still certain things when they, if you if you can buy it in game, with your real money, certain people 
how many free-to-play Korean MMOs with the uh, freaking what are they called? I can't remember the uh, the oh when they have a bunch of the um, trust fund kitties when they don't have to work for a day in the life they can throw three thousand dollars at a free-to-play MMO and get top because they have that money. Yeah, but this, you're, we're talking about two different things. We're talking about convenience and having fun versus pay to win. That the stuff that they're introducing no, it, tomorrow it, is it, it really. It doesn't matter if it's not pay to win or not. It's still a matter of being what item in, would take away the accomplishment. Then? Yeah, what, and what any item? item, even if it was a costume, a chair, a, a chair, chair could take away, take away the. Co- so how else would you earn the chair if it wasn't sell- crafting. sellable? Crafting. It should what be if, a what if item. What, what if it was crafting, but the people that work eighty hours a week just wanted to spend their one dollar on it? Oh, the, the, there it is. You're going back and forth with a... An in-game shop. A player shop. Where the chair is. Well, it, it, there's multiple ways, but it's still a matter of... To X person, a dollar... You can spend your dollar and get your chair. Great. But it still takes... I believe a lot... Of, anything you can buy with money takes away the personal achievement of getting it in-game. Hang about, I've just had a thought. Has yeah. the conversation happened about having crafting houses? I don't. Like, I don't think so. I would. I always kind of assumed, and I, this is something I really kind of hoped that just like in Skyrim, when housing came out, all the furniture and all the stuff, even, even if they allowed us to build houses, it would require the crafting, because in Skyrim you still needed blacksmithing, even though it was low level. You made iron nails, and you need X amount. Things like that, like crafters should be able to make all this stuff. Like, I, I just, you know, I really think everything, everything that is available, and you may disagree with me, but, I, you know, this is my opinion on this. Everything that's available in the crown store should be available in the game as well. What, that, what's your favorite housing game ever? Personally? Personally. Ultima Online? <laughs> Okay, so could you buy stuff in Ultima Online? Nope. It was a pure sub game, but that was that you're, was in the. You're saying that by the end of the game, you could not buy stuff for that game. Nope. Because isn't, isn't it still going on? Yeah, it is. But nope, there's no cash mm. on. There's nothing in that game. Really? <laughs> yeah, that is the epitome of MMO right there. It's still a sub game. It's 20, 20 I think it just did 20 years. There is nothing you can buy. There is no cash shop. There is nothing. And that's a terrible business model. Well, they don't care. They do it for whatever the case may be. And that's my favorite because you found the land. You could buy, you could either, this is all in-game money. You could either buy the plans to build a pre-done house or you could build your own house. And by the time you got the game, all the lots were taken so you couldn't buy a house. Oh. Yeah, that, that sounds like fun. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just completely disagree on that. Well, that, that could be the same here, though. That could be the exact same here. The buy-to-play model is, oh, we're releasing housing, but there's only 50 slots available in every town. The first people to throw their credit card down get it. That's a terrible idea. Well, I mean, it's op- it's it's there. They're not going to do that. Well, it does, doesn't necessarily mean they don't. We don't know what they're going to do because we haven't. Uh, they would, they would, make, they would make it instance based. So, like, if you wanted to live in in Morrowind, you go to a little area and it's like one. But that was when, when you made about Ultima Online, though. That was before instancing really happened. That game, that game hasn't changed much. Final Fantasy did that. Which with I'm their... trying to get to a point is that it's yeah. an outdated, archaic system. Okay. Mm, right. Well, well, I guess we'll go from there. Um. 
I still liked it. <laughs> um, I it, either way, however they do this, it's it. it there's going to be people who are going to complain one way or the other, but I still want my housing. I am completely uh, against Deltia. <laughs> completely. What's different from any other show? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We all have our opinions on it, and we'll we'll go from there. Uh, but housing needs to come in because I want to spend all my time in there with my cheese wheels. And your your dead wives. And my dead wives. Okay. Hey, get in line. Those wives are mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess that's all That's all I saw from ESO Live. Did either of you guys have anything you wanted to mention from ESO Live before we move on? No? No. Okay, no. all right. We're going to move on to our next bit, which is our Elder Scrolls discussion topic, which is, well, I mean, we kind of went long on the other stuff, but it was good conversations. Update 6 analysis. Update 6 hit the PTS this week, and if you haven't been testing on it, that's shame on you because I downloaded it and it took me four days. I am now on it. So if I'm on it, you have no excuse not to be on it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm Delta, on it. You'd agree with me on that one, right? If I can download it and I'm playing it, no one should have an excuse not to be on the PTS. It, it's, it's bizarre. I was, I'm in a PVP guild and they said, uh, it's too early to test. Like, what do you mean? We've, we've figured out all of our builds in one week. Every class, we figured out our builds. We figured out the champion system. We figured out how things scale. We figured out why this is effective. We figured out how armor feels. We figured out every little minute detail. And it's going to change. They're going to have the patch Monday bringing in the crown store. They're going to have a PvP event. You just have The game is completely different. It is 100% completely different. If you would go from playing this game and infinite blocking Dragonite to going and actually playing you you can't solo world bosses doing the same things you used to do you can't drop ultimates every five seconds the same way you used to do so you got to get in there experience it and it is awesome Mm -hmm. it is outstanding the changes this i don't mean to be any offensive to them but this is how the game should have launched a lot of people say that i mean there's a lot of stuff in this one that It feels like when you're playing, it's like, man, why wasn't it like this before? Like, these are things that it just feels natural. It's so amazing. Like, if this was launched, this game would, I mean, the console players, it it feels like the PC players have beta tested this game for a year. But the console players, when they get this thing, it's just like, here you go. Enjoy. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Uh, Nate, what about you? We're again. I'm going to talk. We're going to talk about each thing individually. But what was your kind of overview, just a quick, of what you think of Update Six? Awesome, done. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's it. about. Loved it. <laughs> that's an overview right there. That's what's awesome. your what, what, What's your favorite thing, Nate? All of it. Oh, no, um, no, you got to no, pick no, one. No. My favorite. My favorite thing about the about Update One Point Six. I think possibly the animation improvements yeah. oh, loving the, yeah, that was mine. the animation oh sorry <laughs> they just feel better yeah like i there's it's really difficult to put a verbal description on something that is ironically intangible given what you're doing um but i feel like i'm hitting somebody with a giant piece of sculpted metal now are you using Before, a two-handed weapon too 
Yeah, I mean, my okay. in my main build on on regular, I use I use two handed. I'm a dragon knight. I use basically sword and board, two handed or um, dual wield mostly. Okay. But in and so in this, I've kind of started with two handed, and that's what I've been using so far. And yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm breaking faces off, and right. that's kind of what I want to do. Right. Well, yeah. I was going to say my favorite thing is. Um... Like the balance has really changed. Like PvP, the it probably has to be the stacking of the minor and major deep buffs. Like you can't have a hundred percent healing debuff anymore. You can't infinitely block anymore. You actually have to take skill and know when is appropriate time to block and mitigate damage, and when is appropriate time to save your stamina. It's like it's a completely different game. It takes so much more skill to play and be mm. effective now. It really does. And there's some interesting choices they've made. Like, I think you can now, you can block Dark Talons, but you can't block the rooting. So you can block the damage, but you can't block how they control the character. Right, right. Which makes you have to think twice about what each individual thing is doing. What exactly. to block and what not to, meaning it takes way more skill than just, I'm a dragon, I put reduced cost block on everything, and I block infinitely and you can't kill me, which is what yeah. I used to play. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like you're blocking the damage, but you can't block what else I can do. So you have to you have to pick and choose much more smartly, which I really like. Even though it affects me as a dragon knight, I feel like I've been slightly nerfed to a significant extent. Not, not, but it's not, also not, something not slightly, not slightly, Nate. <laughs> dragon yeah. knights are not, not dragon knights are the new Templar. <laughs> yeah, I love my Templar. Need, well, yeah. Templars, Templars are, are now, a lot better. Templars yeah. got a lot well, better. That's because the only oh, way we God. could go is up. Okay. <laughs> Templars yeah. are now the gods. They couldn't of... nerf us any more than just deleting our class. That was that would have been the only thing they could really do to make it worse. Thais, what about you? What was what's your favorite thing? The collection system. Collections. I'm I'm probably one of the few people that that kept everything. I I sacrificed those. There's a reason why I have 220 slots in my bank. Oh yeah. I had to make room. It's like, do I get rid of these or do I spend eighty thousand on a new bank up bank upgrade? As he was saying before, the whole destroy, I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to hold the mud crab and be like, oh, you're gonna die. And no, since there are those little pinchy claws. No, there's no way. So <laughs> I, I had to make room. I would like throw away stacks of who other needs things. these kuta runes <laughs> <laughs> just to <just laughs> get rid of it and put my pet in there <laughs> so he was nice and safe so that to me is is awesome because in any animal i play i collect everything i can so that okay very exciting but you could you could do that with you could do with that with mail mud crabs will live for a month in an envelope <laughs> if you never took them out of, if you never took them out of the envelope either like the one you yeah. get they never delete they're hardy yeah, they, they they live in there. They had lots of food. They're hardy. I also <laughs> at one point when I was really low on space, I just hopped on and all grabbed all my pets and costumes and things I wanted to keep and just kept on an alt that I wasn't going to play. There were ways around it. Um, obviously, everyone stole all my stuff, but animation was my favorite because I anyone who's seen me play or knows anything about me, I use a two hander. I love that thing. Mm. But man, the animations for it. like not not even the idle animation. The idle animation looks better, but the swing speed feels better. It I don't I'm sure nothing has changed or very little has changed uh, numbers wise. I'm sure it's probably exact the same as it was before because that's why they had animation canceling. But how they sped up the animations for Greatsword is fantastic, and I love I was. I probably spent 20 minutes just running around Craglorn, finding things I could swing at just because I wanted to see how the animations were working. And it was mm. 
I love you know a, a video I'd love to see where it's like a side by side comparison of of the um of sort of before and after the update. So, you right. know, having one on the left and basically doing the same action on the right, but with 1.6 <laughs> and just looking at how different they are. Yeah, I won't be doing that anytime soon. That would, <laughs> I might actually do that. That's pretty cool. I like That's that idea. That's a lot of work. I'm it's cool a hell of a lot of work, but it could be good. Yeah. I would do it just because of how cool that is. That is really neat. All right. Well, since we all kind of talked about it, let's, we're going to go through each little kind of bullet point here of all the different things, and we'll give our our ideas on each one. First off, justice system. Who got their battle in this week? Like I did. Yeah, I, I, first, I, first thing I did. Yeah. I stole I, a teacup from a god. I felt like a badass. <laughs> I beat some old woman over the head with my sword and ran away, so I felt good too. That's why you died to guards. That's why I died to guards, and it, it was great. I liked it. I liked it. Um, I guess overall, like, do you guys like the feel of it, how it currently is? Um, is there anything you would change on it that, that you can think of? Like, I'll, I'll go first here. I like the way that they're doing it. There's certain you can't ways... ask yourself questions there. Well, I was giving, I was giving myself a <laughs> you know, question. No, you, you, go, you go, hold on. What do you guys think? Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> I'm going to go first because I wanted to kind of give a... An idea of what I, I was going to say. All right? All right? I pretty much did that earlier, actually. I asked you guys a question, then I answered then it. Then you answered it. <laughs> yeah. It's hard when you have, like, like, I want to say something really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, I, I, want to say, I want to go first. I never uh, go first. You go first, baby. You go first. I'm going to do Master Mute here pretty soon. It's going to be great. <laughs> no. Just, yeah, we're going we're gonna to slash roll on uh, who goes first. We should do every time. All right. First. Slash roll. Darn. Uh, I like that they added a bunch of different stuff to the world to make it feel real, such as the locks on doors that are owned by houses or, or, or houses that are owned by people. Uh, if it's owned by a person and they're not there, they lock their door. I like it because it makes exploring a little bit more difficult because I used to go through every single like that was something I did every time I got to a new town. It's like I'm exploring every single house and looting everything. It was like Legend of Zelda going in, breaking their pots and leaving. I was doing that kind of thing. But now you kind of have to break in and be a little bit more sneaky about it. And I like the new NPCs that they added to the world that pattern around that have, you know, they sit there at their at their little stall selling their wares and they get tired and they go fishing or then they go home and go to bed. I like that. That was really cool. Nate, how about you? <laughs> I, yeah, I like the justice system, but I have to say that I'm sort of holding back a certain element of judgment until it's finished. Like, I really like what's there so far. Um, I think it's really interesting how you can, um, uh, I completely lost my train of thought. I was trying to swing this back to talking about teacups, but basically <laughs> I think it <laughs> I think it works. I think the way they've implemented it to begin with works really nicely. I think the balance in how you can get caught but not necessarily be like game over. You have to pay money or we're going to kill you and there's no way to stop them. I think that's that's good. I kind of think they could visually indicate your level of um, infamy a little better. Like at the moment, it's just white yeah. text on the screen. Mm -hmm. I kind of think they could grade that from like orange right up to red, you know, so you kind of feel like you're advancing up the chain of infamy yeah. a little better they do have that the little other... circle in the corner but it's so hard to see 
it's really hard to see. And what you steal, like to begin with, I it said I knew that I hadn't got caught for pickpocketing, but I I wasn't initially being drawn to the top right of the screen to see what it was that I'd successfully stolen. It wasn't mm -hmm. until after a few attempts that I noticed that's where it was telling me that information. Like a lot of the time, it's in the middle of the screen, like the rest of the um the text. But I think that could be better. But I do sort of think that there should be a way of having the guards not just kill you or you run because like in um was it in i think was it skyrim where if you if you sheathed your weapon they would take you to jail they wouldn't necessarily kill you yeah they they gave you an option to submit to jail and i know yeah. they kind of brought that up before like are people going to be able to go to jail but it's like how do you what other game does that arc age did the jail system where when you got sentenced for a crime, you would literally go to an instance jail that your character was stuck there for X hours. That would have been, see, I, I know that was brought up during one of the Q and A's like, Hey, are we going to go to jail for so many hours? And they're like, that's not really fun gameplay. Who wants to be locked in a, in a jail for eight real world hours because they murdered half a town. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think it would have been neat, but I think that's something that they cut off the point going, yeah, no, we're not going to we're not going to do that because it's not a fun mechanic. And it is abused like crazy in, in Arc Age. Like people will actually get together, vote guilty on people that haven't done anything if they're against them and get them thrown in jail for hours. Weird. Hmm. That sounds it, like a fun game. Oh, I, yeah. well, yeah, that's why it's. Yeah, uh, but it's just it, that's one of those things where things like that are not fun gameplay and i think they may have even took something from that but yeah entire guilds there's like news stories on it it's hilarious it's off topic but it is, it is funny to hear the idea where entire guilds would go against other guilds so they would all vote against the people they wanted to raid against because it's a pvp game going we're going to raid their castle they voted saying that they were like a pk or something like that and everyone in their guild would vie for the jury spot and then they would get Once all of again, their guild in there and make them guilty. Once again, why, why changing gameplay? You should factor in how it can screw up people's lives. Yeah, that one was that would bad. sound that sounds absolutely horrendous. I mean, it's a neat concept to have the jerk, but the way it's that a it concept was gained, is great, but it's an MMO in 2015. We're on the internet. <laughs> it cracked me up to hear this. People were getting sentenced to like 23 world real world logged in hours of prison time. So it's not like you wow. can even log off go to bed and come back and your sentence would be gone. It was 23 what logged game is in let hours. Me, let me write that down so I'll never, ever play that game. <laughs> it was just funny. That but, is insane. That is that absolutely is insane. And it's not even like you were an actual peak care. People would just go, because it was a jury system. They're like, nope. Well, yeah, we get it. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. So, prison would have been neat. I, I prison would have been yeah, cool. But my favorite thing about... Um, my favorite thing about the justice, though, is the is the refuges. I don't know actually if we're talking about that as part of justice system, but I guess we probably are. No, no, that's, um, that's part of it. Yeah, um, is the is the refuges where you can go and get your you know fence your items. These little underground places are yeah. my new favorite places in the game. Like the one in Craglawn is amazing. It's got like massive piles of all these old paintings that are actually mm -hmm. like concept art for Craglawn. You've got silverware scattered everywhere. And you got a drunk Khajiit. It's so good. These are amazing. I, I love, love the places. drunk Khajiit who's your fence. He's hilarious. 
<laughs> Are you drunk? Of course. I don't care. <laughs> Look, you want to buy something? It's great. I love him. He's he's absolutely great. Deltia, how about you, good sir? Justice system. Well, uh, the justice system, I mean, adds a new sense of realism to an MMO like you've never seen before. Now that everything is interactable, um, I really enjoy it. I am trying to get the nuts and bolts out of it. So it's actually pretty profitable to make money. You can make about uh, 10, 15, even 20K an hour, depending on your drops, mm -hmm. once you know how to do it. Um, so it's, it's a really good system for those that like to RP, want to earn some money, maybe level a new skill line, just have fun. Uh, I think it's great. Adds so much depth to the game. Now, there's some downsides. The number one downside is just what uh, Nate said. You, you can't turn it off. Like, So, for instance, I was on the PTS, and I was doing some stuff, and I had a $500 bounty. Can I interject here real quick? Because I, nope. I, I, I nope. want to ask a question. Did they nope. say you could turn it off? Not in the middle of it. Oh, okay. Not when you have a bounty. So, gotcha. my okay. point, you have a bounty, can't turn it off, 500 gold, I go to cure my vampirism. They don't want anything to deal with you. Uh, I go out, I get killed, I have no money to pay off my bounty, and I go to the bank, I get killed again, go to the bank, get killed again, go to the bank, get killed again, and I cannot get into the bank to get money to pay off my bounty. Mm. That's BS. It was absolutely game-breaking. That pissed me off more than anything. I wanted to cure my vampirism, I wanted to stop playing foofy foofy guard kill crap and i couldn't do it i had to bench that character for an hour wait till the heat got down and go do it again like mm -hmm. I, I get the whole bounty thing there needs to be a, a point where you go time out can i go to my bank well <laughs> you know can I, can I go to my bank this they could fun. solve that by putting a bank access in one of the refuges because there are outside the city access there uh, are but there's not banks in there well yeah that's where like i said they could solve it by adding a bank. Yeah, but you said what what I don't like, and that was that to me really pissed me off. Oh yeah, no, no, that's something that I agree. Probably they should have. It took me two hours to get around that, and it was very frustrating. I just wanted to make a video and cure my vampirism, and then went to cure my vampirism, couldn't do it. They killed me, and they took my money that was in my pocket. I had zero gold. I couldn't pay off my five hundred dollar bounty or whatever. It's like this is a endless circle of piss offism. Hated it. Go outside the city. That's, yeah, that, that's, you know, really funny is that kind of reminds, like, as it currently sits with that is, like, the arcade jail system. <laughs> you literally are not allowed back in the city. Just, no. It's great. Um, sounds, sounds really good. Sounds compelling gameplay, sitting in a cell for 23 days. God, well, why I am mean, I not playing that? You're why am I twice. not playing that game? Why am I not playing You should be able to buy a highlighting. Oh, Get a one more, one to more downside. For you. One more downside is the UI for understanding heat is completely counterintuitive. And the tutorials in the game don't make sense. White heat is actually like more, I don't know how to say it, um, deadly or whatever, I don't know, bad than red. So like if you kill someone in serious crimes, like white. Red is like you stole a muffin. Um, and it just, it like the way it goes down, there's no numbers, there's no timers until an add-on gets developed. Uh, so it's really frustrating for those. Until they patched it, you literally couldn't withdraw your heat um, out out of game. So you had to spend in-game time, i.e. Arcage, on crap online. So 
That's why we test this stuff. <laughs> one week, one weekend, we got a lot of things flushed out that we didn't like. And so that's why we test it. Because if that would have got to live, now would have happened. It wouldn't have been an isolated incident and people would quit the game over something like that. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> some of those things. That's kind of great. I like what some of the people in chat are saying was the ability for your bounty to go down a little bit if you were killed because technically speaking when you're when you're doing that the more you're you know you're you're having to pay for your armor repair i think your bounty should go down based on the, your what your armor repair was plus maybe a little less than that so if you took a thousand point or a thousand gold damage repair bill they should reduce your bounty by like 800 or something like that yeah it's too harsh like you get killed and then you go to a way shrine there's a guard right by you again you get killed it's like over and over it's like it's way too harsh hmm I mean, for, for me, I don't want to sneak around in town. I, I want to get to my bank, and 99% of the time, I'm going to turn it off. Now, but that but that being said, like you said, if it's an option to turn off, there I almost like the harder option if you can turn it off, which means then you can't steal. You're not taking part in the system at all. I almost feel like the harsher penalties, because you're, you're active. It's kind of like going into Vet DSA. You're actively trying to be a thief. Why? It's fun when I when I play my Khajiit, but like when I'm practicing weaving, like I, I always do it. I mean, it's just always... subconsciously, I, 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 you know, I, I just start shooting my bow in town. Yeah. What did I do? Shot a guard and I died. Then I have a $200 repair bill. And so like, I'm turning it off on all my characters unless I'm doing it for dailies. Now, how would you? Well, see, now this might be something you could break too, which may be. Um, the, how would this be a system for a hardcore? And I'm kind of curious. The ability to turn the system off after you're killed, okay, and taking a higher penalty. So them going, okay, you just got killed by guards, so we're going to allow you to turn it off before you resurrect. So that way you can kind of go around, but your 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 penalty will go up by X amount of gold. But then you would be free to go to your bank, get your money, do whatever you needed to do. Would that be something that, would. If I could like, if I could pay out of it and like say stop, well, yeah, like you got killed, you did something bad, you got killed, and it goes. Would you like to turn off the justice system? If Your there, bounty won't five hundred gold for the if next. There's time a penalty there at that time. Yeah, as long as it's not monetary, and it's a there's a penalty at that time. Monetary meaning like cur- the coin crap or whatever it's called. Um, no, as no, long no. as it's not that, yeah. No, they no, say, I mean, like, you know you've had so much fun. Let's let's take five hundred from your gold and stop. Yeah, Great. that would be almost one of those things where it's like, okay, you died. You had two thousand gold bounty. It's like, all right, you're literally getting yourself killed like nine hundred times. Would you like to turn it off so you can maneuver in the city? But the next time you turn it on, your bounty will be at two point five k. Love it, because then then you're technically able to kind of get around, but you're not able just to shut it off because you don't want. Oh, I'm getting killed. I'll just go get my bank. There's a penalty going, hey, the real gameplay, you should be able to escape. But since you're apparently not good enough a player to escape, we'll allow you to turn it off. But the next time you turn it on, your bounty will have this penalty added to it. I think that would be a, a neat way of allow uh, giving people a way out without making it easy mode. Like it's a penalty going literally, I'm sick and tired of dying 500 times trying to get to the bank. I'll take the thousand gold increased bounty. I'll go to the bank and then I'll pay it off. I I would rather do that. I don't know. I think that'd be kind of neat. Okay. All right. Um, Moving on. Champion system. Delty, I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Champion system. 
what do you want me to talk about? I don't know. Champion system at all. Like, what, how, what, did this meet your expectations of what, for progression? How do you feel that it was implemented into the game? Like, do the points feel meaningful? Are the okay, passives well, let's, let's start with a couple of questions. Um, okay. Are the passives meaningful? Yeah, it's a little counterintuitive, like, to understand that if you have, you get all these points. Now, I'd, I haven't gotten the nuts and bolts of it. I'm really going to spend one week on this and analyzing which are the passives that are important. For instance, absorb health bubble. We found out that it's really important, and that might have changed mechanically how the game works. So more on that later. Mm-hmm. But the champion system, the Constellation, I am absolutely in love with this system because now I can play my level 10 character and not worry about my VR 14 not getting any love. Like everything I do on my account as an altaholic helps. It's so awesome for people like me that want to play a bunch of different game. I, I want to play my Sork one day. I want to play my Templar one day. Everyone's getting benefited. It's awesome. I love that system because you're getting champion points for whatever you do in the game. Um, so there's a couple of exploits with it. Someone got 400 the first day. I don't know if that got patched or figured out what they did, but that has to get ironed out. So uh, is the stuff meaningful? Yeah. I, when you first open it and like you you don't really know what you're doing. You don't know what you're spending them on. And there's, there's going to be some that are like, oh, you're going to go for the crit one. You're going to go for um, the magic reduced cost. You're going to go for some of those. Um, so some of them are intuitive, but I like the way you can really customize your character now and characters. It resets on every character. So it's not just, you know, your DK has this set of things. Your Nightblade has a new set of, you can fully customize it the way you want. And so now with the morphs, now with the weapon skills, now with, it feels like this game with this added system has just a whole new level of customization to your, to your character. I love it. Love it. Um, other gamers in chat, do you get champion points while being 1 to 50? No. 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 It's a post-level 50 when you're, that you earn, earn the second experience bar for champion points. So no, if you're playing a, a sub- 50 character you're not technically earning anything towards your other vrs if you have multiple level 50 plus characters then like delta he can jump back and forth and it affects his account as a whole but like for myself i only have one vr character that's my templar i have eight other characters between the ranges of like 15 and 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 40 those i would not get any benefit off my vr character like they would not benefit him at all for me to play them until they hit a veteran rank. Then they would. So, okay. Uh, Nate, how, champion system. Is this the type of alternate advancement that you tend to like? It, does yep. it add more for your character? It, yeah, it absolutely does. In the same way that it did for Skyrim, actually. In fact, it, it's so like Skyrim, it's almost not even funny. Um, <laughs> you know, even to the point where you, you know, it's looking. You look up in the. Uh, in Skyrim to get up to the to the constellations and yeah no I I love it uh, to be perfectly honest I haven't experimented enough with it yet to to really give any kind of definitive um, opinion on it but what I have done so far I've really liked and I think it works well and I'm really excited about it and what Delta said is spot on in terms of not feeling like you're neglecting your main character to play you know a different character so I play a different character on a different patch with my brother. Um, the fact that I can now do that and not feel like, ah, man, I'm wasting all these champion points that could be on, on my main, that to me is just brilliant. Like that 
definitely changes how happy I am to play the game with other people on, on my alts. So that's good yep. for me. Right. Um, one thing that I really like is that I like the rotating system. Um, that you have to diversify your character. Like, you can't all just spend all points in Warrior and be happy day. You can't spend all points in the. I like that you earn them and you have to spend them in that in that order. But I also like that within each of the three core trees, the Warrior, Thief, and, and Mage, there are the lesser trees. And each one sort of specializes your character in a very specific way. Uh, the Warrior is generally all defensive-related things. Um, the Thief is all... Uh, stamina related damage dealing stealth that kind of thing and mage is all magic spells stuff like that in those or but they mix and match but you can also when you go to warrior it's like i play damage dealing character i really don't care about being defensive however i have to pick some defensive things but i can pick defensive that benefit me like uh damage shields and things along those lines damage shields op one one thing hold on real quick okay the brawler mm. might be the most powerful ability in the game. <laughs> because with the champion system buffing the damage shields? Yeah, I'm just throwing a little tip out there. You might want to go to deltiasgaming.com for more information. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Just, just saying. But I like damage shields. When I saw that, I looked at the other stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, this it does blah, like, blah, whatever. But as soon as I saw the damage shield line, I'm like, this, this is what I want. I said the same thing, actually, but I love the damage bubbles. Yeah, those, I love them, but it's yeah. like, you can pick and choose. Like, they're like, you have to be defensive. You have to be. But how do you want to be defensive? Well, I want to interject one thing. I like the fact that they put cool, um, like, utility things in there. Yeah. Like, so, like, you can feed your horse twice, or... Um, oh, yeah. One is, like, you get more inspiration for crafting. Like, there's, there's just cool little nuggets in there, so... They're, I don't know. It's just re- I love the damn thing. Yeah. I really do. Um, and one other thing I want to mention is that they kind of. I like great swords. I always use great swords. There's a blade expert. There's also axe expert. You know, it, it like lets me go. I like swords. I like sharp swords, and this is what I want. Just it, it, I like that kind of thing, and I that's the one thing I liked about the champion system, is that it forces you to be a diverse character, not just a I'm tanking. So all. 300 points in, in Warrior, just done. You can do a little bit of everything. They, they force you to do a little bit of everything, but it's it's neat that you can then pick. Like You have to be defensive. You have to benefit your spells. You have to benefit your, your stamina usage. But how do you want to do it? How do you use it? And that is really neat. And I like that. That made me super happy. And like what Nate said, when you look up in the sky to see the constellation, it's like, hey, it's Skyrim. It's awesome. Um, somebody in chat asked, will there be vampire and werewolf constellation system like in Skyrim? As of right now, no. In the future, maybe. But you got to also remember in Skyrim, that was the skill system too. It, we have a different skill system in this game. Uh for Vampire World, where you unlock your passives, you unlock your your active abilities. That's different. This is an alternate advancement system. Not saying they won't add it in the future. That's a possibility, but they haven't said that. Uh, this is specifically the constellations that give you passives to make your character stronger. It's not tied to Werewolf Constellation or, or, or uh, Vampire. So, All right. Um, 
Yeah, there's a lot of. I think there's a lot we can really go over with the champion system, but like Deltia, I know he's working on it. I've played on it probably a total of ten hours. Ten. Yeah. Dude, uh, we're like ninety deep. It took me four days to download it. Good sir. All right. Oh my Same. god, we were. I, we, it was so fun. I know we're getting cutting you off, but the first day when we got mm-hmm. into dueling, it was like. No one knew what the hell they were doing. And for anyone that tells you they did, they're full of crap. No one knew. And we were like, people were doing weird skills. We're like, what the hell? Like, you got nuked. And all of a sudden, you see a Templar. And you see this beam. And it's the laser Jesus God mode beam of all time. (laughs) And you're like, what the hell is that? The Templar starts nuking people from 50%. Insta-kill. I'm like... We were like, uh, Templar is the new walking god of ESO. Sorry. Anyways, champion system. Champion system. Right. No, no. It's, yeah. I, I, Your I, Templar I, has its day. I, I'm, I'm glad. It's about time. It, it only took, what, nine months? <laughs> um, so champion system. I, I think we, I want to dig into that a little bit more maybe in a later episode after we really kind of sink our teeth into it because even the time that we've had we've only had maybe not even a week into it yet and there's a lot in there that we can really really dig into um but champion system definitely looks cool i'm glad we got to do it we already kind of talked about animation updates amazing yeah like what one i know you little you little crazies well like this the way your staff sits have you seen that yeah Uh, yeah a lot of people they hate it. Some of them hate it. I'm like, dude, with a master lightning staff, it's like, it's like crackling, like, like when I'm, st- I'm like, dude, that the is The first sick. thing I saw, and I will say this on Twitter, TES fangirl, I love her. She followed follow her all the time. First picture she posted was, I love the new stance for the healing staff. And she's standing there on her Argonian holding the healing staff. It look, it just looks cool. It does. Just the idle animation for almost all the, all the staves look cool. I, I like it. Not a lot to really talk about that, other than they have sped up the animations. I'm interested to see how the sped up animations will affect animation canceling. Oh, we already know. Uh, please, enlighten want Do you want to know? Yeah, tell me. Bow's the worst DPS, two-hander's the best. Um, I mean, everyone already has the builds figured out. Best, best DPS in the game is four toggleable abilities on your bar as a Sork holding heavy attack, doing 40,000 damage with the heavy attack. Boom. Shh. Done. Ouch. You can do 20k with a heavy attack on a Dragonite two-hander. One heavy my, attack. So not only is my Templar amazing, but my two-handed is amazing. Two-hander is, is the DPS right now for stamina. And the armor changes. Light armor is so squishy. I'm, the, I'm just sitting here right bench, now like, you know. It's, it's that bunch better. The animation canceling for bow is completely jacked up. Um, staves are kind of eh, the same, the same that they are, but like bow, you can't really light or medium weave now. And then all the sets, they changed a lot of sets in the game. They're offering, they're trying to get rid of anima- animation canceling in a slick kind of smooth way. They're, um, giving so much incentive for heavy attacks that there's so much incentive for heavy attacks that you almost don't want to light attack anymore. That's how they're getting rid of weaving. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And you're going to have to relearn how to do ultimates. You have to attack every once every eight seconds. And don't think that, that you're like, oh, that sounds easy. When you go in there and do it, like the whole uh, 
constant melee builds where you have, you know, two melee bars, it's hard to generate ultimate using that because oh. you have to attack every eight seconds. There's some points where you can't YOLO in and attack. You're not generating ultimate. So the whole mechanics of ultimate generation is so different that if you don't go in there and experience it, you'll be dropping an ultimate once every four minutes instead of once every 30 seconds. Hmm. All right. I like that. I like it. Hey, I'm, I'm just sitting over here like, you know, cleaning my name kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Templar and two handed. Oh, yeah. Nine months Tem- in the making and I'm happy now. Now, you, uh, you saw what happened to Power of the Light. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Tell now. me Game what you rebalance. saw happens. Game rebalance. You oh. didn't see what happened to Power of Light? Mm-mm. It's, oh, well, it's a stamina ability now. Instacast stamina. Yeah. Instacast stamina ability. Instacast Power of Light into a crit rush, wrecking blow, executioner, anyone's dead. End. I like it. See, they were saying how they were going to change a bunch of, add at least one stamina ability per uh, per line. And um, yeah, Blessing of the Light's on my bar now. Biting Jabs is on my bar now. Body Jabs, oh my god. That Thanks. thing hits so hard, and yeah. it gives you like 60% or uh, 20% crit chance. Yep, and if it's, uh, you get like 70% crit chance if they're under 35% health, so you're essentially... You like two executioners, basically. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, Templars don't need one execution, they need two. Yeah, yeah. let's not overbuff them. No, Sorry. it's great. Sorry, I'm done. It's Templar. great. Oh, um, I'm playing my Templar right now, I wonder why. <laughs> hey, I've been a Templar since before it was cool, alright? Just, uh, just saying. I'm enjoying the cool cup. I, I hashtag reroll to be relevant, I don't care. Hate, hate okay. on me if you want. <laughs> Yeah, I see how it is. I, I, I've been a Templar since day one. I've been a Templar my whole life. I've been a Templar my whole life, and that's how I roll. Um, right, enough rambling, but yeah, that's my little nuggets of. Uh, it's so fun to get in there and like figure it out, dude. Yeah, I mean, you're like when you're the guy that goes, "Oh, igneous weapons got changed. It looks terrible." And then you go, "Oh wait, I can one shot someone with a heavy attack on a two hander. Maybe this isn't so bad." <laughs> Uh, um, the run animations they got changed too. So, the butt animations. Thais yeah. is doing the funny little half. When when the first when the game first came out, I loved the game, but I always made fun of how they ran because they ran hunched over and like their legs were like like bow legged and their arms were weird. I always made fun of them, but now the animations have changed. I can no longer make can't fun. make fun of them anymore, which is fantastic because some of the animations I was a little. And now you're not I'm hunched over when holding your staff anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always because a plus. no one would no one would actually do that. Thrust forward with the staff. It's not a spear. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad you get it. Right. All right. Animation update. Uh, Nate, provisioning revamp. Do you do provisioning yeah. at all? I am a level fifty provisioner. Excellent. Yeah. So I'm very excited about this. The problem, though, is that I have no real provisioning items on my on my PTS character. So, oh. I, yeah, so I kind of need to get in there and, and see what's changed. What I've seen so far, I really like. The only problem is, is that I've got every recipe that I need memorized. So no matter what I need, who I'm helping in my guild, like I know what recipe is best for them. The same with alchemy. So I'm going to have to relearn most of that. But it, it's definitely for the best what they've done. Okay. Uh, Thais, what about you, provisioning revamp? Oh, completely agree. I hope that they've balanced how items pop out, because that's the one thing that I needed. Okay, good. No more beans, because all I get is beans. Well, it's also, 
they they've changed the way it is that if it looks like it holds apples, oh, yeah, you're getting, you're apples. getting apples. And that to me is just fantastic because the, the the first the first one that I that I got to fifty was my provisioning because in that cooking was so simple to exactly. do exactly and, and it's the one thing that you know I I enjoy the crafting and this crafting system was amazing but the way that they had it set up it wasn't it just wasn't like like the best way so the way that they're doing it now with the revamp is. Just a phenomenal idea, making it so it's a little bit easier, so you're actually getting what you look at. And since most of this game is about realism anyway, when you open up a bag that looks like flour, you're actually getting, you know, what is in the bag. I think it's mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Um, best change ever, fishing is now not useless. Like, you can actually skin the fish and fillet the fish and get actually cooking materials off of it. So, How is the provisioning? I know I, people were going ham over this. Oh yeah, it, it's is it, like what? What's it's just now for me? It's like is it just the materials are more useful, the ma- or the recipes are? Well, well what's the difference? It, a whole bunch of different things. One, the recipes in general are are more standardized in that there's not multiple different kinds of the same different thing. You know how before there was milled flour, X flour. Now it's just flour. So if you need a recipe with flour, it's easier to find because, A, now they make it so it's not so random. You look at a bag that looks like it contains flour in it, you get flour. And it's not milled flour, which you needed for the level 30 recipes, and not the refined flour that you need for the 50, you know, that kind of thing. It it just makes it so that there's not so many junk rest or junk items because, like, mud crab meat was only used in, like, level 15 through. Dude, mud crab meat's OP. All the big boys use mud crab meat, bro. What you know about mud crab? Mud crab. It's just they 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 streamlined a lot of the materials. So now is it more relevant? Depends what you mean by relevant. Meaning, there are the recipes more fruitful to. They still don't have legendary recipes. What I'm getting at is everyone's going to say use the same tristat food, right? I mean, pretty much. Okay, Uh, so nothing's changed for me. Thank you. No, no, it. In that in that regard, now they did buff the mat or the magica uh, regen foods. They are a little bit more useful. I I don't know whether or not um, whether or not the it if the math is done. My cat's trying to attack me, so now I have her trapped between my legs. We did we did math versus um, uh, regeneration and reduced cost. Right um, and. For those that don't want to do the math, do reduce costs. Right. Now, I remember before you were a little upset that they were getting, ready, getting rid of so many of the mats because you liked having I'm, so many options. Are you now, did you now come to terms with that? No, I still hate it. But so, I realize they're not going to change it. I get it's easier to do. You don't have a bunch of junk mats. I wish that they would have changed so all mats would have been useful, but they would have kept it. I haven't run across, and this is a thing that I haven't, again, because I don't have all my materials from, like, my bank and stuff, uh, because I keep a lot in the guild bank, not, and that didn't get copied over that I noticed. But I don't have a lot of crafting materials for provisioning. I still am worried about the staples, the things that were at snowberries, juniper berries. Is it just going to be called berries now? And then I would be upset. I mean, I realize they've already done it and they're probably not going to change it because the mass majority of people, other than maybe Nate, because he likes the lore, wouldn't, uh, they don't care what berry it is. But yeah, to there's me, some new I, berries. There's new berries. Oh, there are? Good. Yeah, there's one called a Kai berry. 
that's a real barrier. People like all the hipsters think that they're going to like live forever if they eat. Yeah, it's but there's Nate Nate probably eats that. I do for breakfast every day. (laughs) It's just there's certain ones that were staples (laughs) that I like to see in the game. Nate, what do you think about? I'm going to stop. Jealous talks a lot. We got to stop him sometime. (laughs) What do you What do you think about the changes? Well, the, the provisioning was probably the most complicated out of out of the ones that I've done because there are so many recipes and there are so many different ingredients. And it's really difficult sometimes to know which ingredients to keep in your bank because there are like they're in triple figures. If you if you want to keep a whole lot, they are. It's ridiculous how many you need to keep for very specific recipes. So this strips it down, which for me is a good thing because you are going to at least be, a, it's, it makes it more accessible. The problem is, is that like you said earlier, people are still just going to go for the, um, the triple stat stuff. And that's what I looked for the very first time I went straight in there. I was like, okay, which is the one that gives me the most? The recipes are already on the guild stores. I bought that. I learned it. I now know what I need. Right. So effectively, in terms of like my actual button pressing for my own character, nothing's really changed at all. But at the lower levels and for new players, a lot's changed. All right, Nate, definitely a lot's changed. There, when you're, Farfax when, in chat was saying something else as now. well that makes a lot of sense. Provisioning will no longer be profitable since you can buy a lot of materials super cheap off vendors. The provisioning is never profitable. Uh, alchemy is. Nate, mm. yeah. you, you use Executioner, right, on your two-hander? Of course. Okay, so let, let's ask a serious question. This is 100% serious. When you're fighting mm. someone... And their health dips, and you see it right at that twenty-five percent mark. Do you press your key harder? Yes. <laughs> how how much harder? Well, usually, if it's a, if it's if it's a fight where I'm really looking at their health bar, then I'm probably looking at my own health bar, and I'm probably pressing it harder because I'm aware that I'm closer to death. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh... That's good. It's proportional. It's proportion. My stress in battle is inversely proportional to my health bar, definitely. So I reckon I press it eighty percent harder. <laughs> it's like your five key is like worn out on your keyboard. It's like it's like yep. munch down. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. execution really is usually on, is usually my two. That's your two. That's my I have five. Reverse, I have reverse slash on my one. What's your five phase? Phase. What's your five skill? Oh, oh, um, my, <laughs> what do I call? I can't remember. Sparky Paul. <laughs> Sparky Paul. Oh, one of your pets. Oh my He's God, Ace. Oh my God. You thought you, this is your patch. You do uh, realize a Sork. Now, uh, negate, bust your entire team. Pets are absolutely unbelievable. And you can literally use one ability and do the most damage in the game with pets. Um, so yeah, pets, they so, are legitimate. So I get to use Sparky Paul and Poogie and all my pets at once and they will all be useful and now everyone can stop torturing me about using Sparky Paul. You were Sparky cool Paul before it was awesome. cool to use them. I was cool yeah. before it was cool to use them. See? Now, yeah. now I'm You're not Deltia. You. You're not Deltia. <laughs> Do you know what else though? There's also a new type of grapes called Surreal Grapes. <laughs> <laughs> They got rid of they got rid of Concord grapes, I think, or um, probably they might still have Concord grapes. Uh, surreal grape, but they've got rid of corn mash, and they've got rid of fatback, which is my favorite name. Fatback was a <laughs> hilarious name to ever put in here, as well as mutton flank. That's gone too. Oh, and plump maggots and plump oh. words. In fact, all plump food has gone. 
That's disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm quitting the game. Wait, wait, Done. Can I just keep having him read off like materials in the game? Because it's fabulous. <laughs> okay. Well, before I've, we... I've got a Google Doc of all the all the provisioning <laughs> items that I can safely sell now and I can get rid of from the guild store. Do you really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I guess I Scuttle See, I don't know. Me. Are they going to be deleted when 1.6 comes out, or are they just going to be changed? Nah, I think they're just going to be useless. Ah, become great trash items, probably. Mm. All right. Well, we have this week, if you haven't got a chance, I guess they're opening up the Crown Store for testing. So, eh. Monday, baby. Monday, Crown Store. No, really. We need to get in there and tell them price points that are, are realistic and I think, you know, a lot of them came from Star Wars, so they're going to understand. A $20 mount is ridiculous. You know, charge us, charge us something reasonable and we'll pay it. So that's what I think we really need to get in there and tell them. Um, yeah, okay. so that that's my PSA. And also, for those that don't know, there is a PvP event tomorrow night with the developers. So you can fight with or against them. So all of them are going to be out in Cyrodiil. I think it's it's posted on their website. I don't have the link, but it's like seven or eight o'clock at night. And uh, so get down there so we can nuke all of the developers and teabag them. Teabag Paul Sage will happen. <laughs> right. All right. Oh. We're going to move along fairly quickly because we've been on this for a while. I have two more things I really want to talk about for the for the update six updated tutorial. That's uh, kind of it. Yeah. I mean, it looks cooler from an aesthetic. Like, it literally looks cooler, and it's nice to get players in there. Have you guys played through it? I hear it's absolutely fantastic, like, truthfully. Like, they stop the animations and do it. Now, I'm going to have to redo my damn guide, just pissed off about it. But uh, allegedly, it's really, really improved because i know i was frustrated playing it the very first time i got the game like i didn't know what my ui did i didn't know where to, how to equip stuff and so the fact that they instead of just a pop-up screen where everyone just clicks exit anyways they actually take the time to explain stuff i think mm-hmm. it's going to be really helpful for new players so i think it's actually a really undervalued important part of the game i played through it this morning and i can agree it's all of those things and more plus you can lock pick a door yeah yeah they teach there's you a, lock a new... before you get oh did control. you play the whole thing nate I played it through this morning to see what it was like. Yeah, it's good. It's it Is makes it really? a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot shorter. Also, in the last um, in the last room that you're in, um, there was a thing where you had to run around like two or three times, basically activating all these little nodes. It was the most boring part of any tutorial. They've got rid of that completely now. It's a lot shorter, mm-hmm. and um, there's a new lock pick um, level called Trivial, which gives you a sixty second pick time. Um, so it walks you through that. It's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, I I do have some other major gameplay changes that they have in here that are kind of neat. I just I'm going to brush over all of them real quick, and we kind of already hit on some of them. Uh, synergy abilities are changing the way that they work. Um, you have to be a little closer. They're more effective now. They're more instant. Um, Argonians got a nerf. Argonians got a nerf. Um, I re-rolled Argonian, and they nerfed my idea. <laughs> It's because so you rolled pissed. Argonian. They're like, anything Delta does, we're just going to nerf it so he's to change it again. That's it. Uh, so things, things we talked about before is removed hard caps for AOE, which is awesome. Can I uh, say something? Yeah. I think I was wrong about the hard caps uh, removal. I haven't found any exploits on that yet. For the removal so, of the hard caps? Yeah, because they didn't remove a couple of them, and... The the main problem in PvP was, like, healing debuffs and stuff. And so I think all of 
they did a good job in balancing is what I'm trying to say. And that like the health and stuff like that, I haven't, you, it's such a trade off to go really one way or the other that I thought they would get abused and we haven't figured it all out yet, but it really feels like it's, it's, there's a, there's a big trade off. Um, and if you haven't tried heavy armor yet, uh, wow. Heavy armor now feels like heavy armor. Yay. Medium armor now feels like medium armor. Light armor, it feels like light armor. If you don't have your wards up as a Sork, you will get vaporized real quick. So that was a huge change for me that I personally love. That the armors, like, if you want to be a Nord tank, I want to wear goddamn heavy armor. I want to wear a skirt and a stick. And, like, use one ability to get my armor to hard cap. Now you can't do that. You only have a main, minor and a major buff that you can do. That's it. Right. And that was one of the things they did, standardize most of the buffs, such as the major and Love the minors. So that's, the, that's probably the best mid-maxing point, point about the game. I, so far. I like it as well, and because it also changes the way, makes builds more unique. Because you don't need to stack all the same abilities. Right. You can pick yep. it based on which one's more beneficial for situations. And if your buddy's running a major group buff, you don't have to run on your building. It makes like teamwork and like yep. structure. It's so much more complex. And it's, I can't say enough good things about 1.6. And I've bitched about a couple things, which is okay. But I'm telling you guys, this has never been a better time. And you know, I'm a fanboy. Everyone knows it. I don't care. Never been a better time to play this game, truthfully. Last thing, I love it. Changes to the camera settings. You can now change the way it looks. Like the way that Head your camera Bob. looks at you? Yes. Head Bob. Head Bob. Head Bob. Head Bob. Yeah. They you could now, what is it now? You can adjust the, Nate, you'll know this one. You can adjust the frequency of the head Bob or how, how much notice, yes. how noticeable it is. Yeah. It's what I, I call pigeon mode. <laughs> pigeon mode. Yeah. Pigeon can mode. Yeah. Can I share this on my website? Yeah, 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 of course. I didn't I didn't put this together. This is one that uh, a bunch of people have been putting together on one of the forums that I'm on. So um, I'll do what I usually do and take other people's information and say that I created it. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> a, a joke, people. That's a joke. Noted. We, we all created it, so it's fair game. It's, it's a collaborative. So. so I'll put a it's little watermark on it and say, Delta, you created it. <laughs> Creative comments. Yeah. Gotcha. Something like that. <laughs> all right, uh, so in closing, yeah, update six. Wins. Um, Nate, tell us everything you want to say about update six and wrapping. It's update sexy. Update. Update. <laughs> nice. It's not it that funny, but I think it's funny. I think that was the best. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not even going to ask anyone else what they thought because that's like the best. We're just going to end it right there with that. 1.60 time. 1.60 time. Nice. All right. Now it's our favorite time of the show, Tales. And Nate, you get to talk again because you're the guest. And I'm Don't excited. Don't tell us about your in-game sexy time, though, please. Yeah. Okay. When I rode Cadwell as a surprise mount. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how many crowns that cost you? That was a lot. You have to pay crowns by him. the hour for him. It it's costs him hour? quite a few. <laughs> anyway, he doesn't. He doesn't pay in crowns. He pays in, uh, you know, little tin pot hats. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yes. So, Tails, this week, well, I was going to mention that I've been playing this game now in 4K for quite a while, and it is lush. It's amazing. It is beautiful. Um, it's not really so much a tale as it is um, just a brag, but <laughs> it's a pretty good brag. Oh, uh, So, like, yeah, well, when you say it's good, 
what was your first mm. impression? Like, what, like, were you like, uh, like, what, what was it like? Well, my, my first impression was actually that it was a lot sharper than I was expecting, which I know sounds weird, but a lot of games that you can sort of run at 4K resolution don't actually have the textures to make 4K look worth bothering really? with because of the massive hit on frame rate. Yeah, some it's, there are some that just don't look as good. Um, some do. The first one that I ever played that looked really good in 4K was Borderlands 2. That was like the very first one that I personally played. I'm not saying it was the first, but the what the first one that I played. Um, and that was that was good. But the they still haven't got high enough res textures on some things and it makes it more noticeable. Um if you get too close to an NPC, you can see the um the textures aren't quite high enough. I'm not even gonna go into horses, so to speak, again, because I ranted about that earlier in the show. Um, but generally speaking, it's beautiful. The foliage looks amazing. Water looks gorgeous. Um, I posted some details of the rig that I've bought um, on my blog, which I'll link to. in I think I've put a link on Twitter already, actually, and some screenshots about what it looks like. And um, it's just added a whole new dimension to play in the game for me, because on a 28 inch 4K monitor, if you're sitting like a foot away from the screen it's the world is just <laughs> it's so cool else. and make sure to send me a link to your blog i'll put it in the show notes as well oh yeah sure i, I just tweeted it actually if anyone's listening on the stream that wants to have a look um or it's at natelangson.com it should be in the blog bit you can have a look but um i put some 4k like and it's all on ultra it all runs at 60 fps um, does it really on ultra yeah wow it goes at 100 i just lock it because of vsync have you have you played Cyrodiil with it yet? No, 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 okay. no. Well, yes, I have, but not with like you know, not a Zerg dozens type thing. on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've I've run it with, you know, basically any of the starter towns where there's lots of characters, it still hits sixty. Um, sometimes wow. it'll drop to like fifty two, fifty three, but but it's it's usually on sixty. Um, and it's usually a lot higher. It's just that I have VSync on. Um, so, so it, it usually 60, so, yeah. so it caps at sixty, but it, I've had it hit over a hundred before now. Um, but that's with that's with two NVIDIA GTX 970s in SLI, and that's overclocked. I've overclocked the um, the cards as well by about ten um, percent. So why you why you show off, bro? <laughs> why not? I spent fifteen hundred. I spent fifteen hundred pounds on the on that and five hundred on the monitor. That's about four thousand dollars. So I'm gonna brag for a bit until I feel like <laughs> I've got my money's worth. Good for you. But it but it. It is nice. It is really nice. I'm work. I'm trying to get a um, a video done, but uh, I'm going to use a separate machine to do the capture because uh, encoding at real time at 4K plus rendering at 4K, it hits the um, yeah, frame rate down to about yeah. 40 FPS, so it's not as good. But um, but there's some really good screenshots. So you just have to imagine you're looking at 60 of those a second, and you'll get the idea. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> I was excited to hear this one because <laughs> now it makes my poor mm. little rig. Poor little guy. He's all he's all ashamed of himself. He's hiding. Oh, wow. Um, all right, cool. Is that uh, all you have for tales for this week, Nate? Nate, um, I want to hear you about you in Cyrodiil, man. Oh, Cyrodiil, yeah. Yeah, well, Cyrodiil, I've not done a lot in. I basically, I've done two things in Cyrodiil this week. One, I did a run with my guildies, and we took 20-odd people around doing a Sky Shard and Dungeon run to help them get used to um actually that isn't even Cyrodiil that was Craglon so I'm confusing my C areas sorry um and the the other thing I did I just joined a random group that was just looking for people and just did a few um a few sieges 
Okay. Nothing major. I've really done very, very little PvP, but this was the week. Well, actually, it was a couple of weeks ago, but I did a bit more this week. Um, I'm going to dive into some on, on the PTS while it's uh, before it comes out on live as well. All right. Excellent. All right, Deltia, what have you done in game this week? Oh, my God, a lot. Uh, I'm going to tell a story, though. A little Deltia story time. Um, so, like... I, I, the stream has gotten a little more popular, I will say. Um, I think a lot more people are interested. When the PTS went live, like I was the first one to get it downloaded. And like I shut down all my computers so it would download fast. I mean, everything. Got on there, started streaming. I was a kid in a candy store. If you guys were watching, I was so happy. It was like experiencing the game. And by the end of the show, there was like 500 people watching. And um, so we're testing out the new abilities. Have you guys seen Meteor yet? The yes. Oh, yeah. it looks amazing. God, is it cool? Yeah. It is absolutely amazing. So we were went into Cyrodiil and we're dinking around and there were some people in there fighting. And I was talking in the chat room because there's just a million people asking a billion questions. And I was trying to do my best to answer it and, you know, show people what they wanted to see. And, and so some guy, some EP come like tries to nuke me down and I turn and look at him and I'm like, Oh God, I have a meteor up. Click one button. Boom. And he just gets nuked, vaporized. And then like literally 10 seconds later, the server crashes. (laughs) So my story, I guess, is thinking that the meteor that crashed the server, uh, it was pretty fun. And a lot of people enjoyed seeing that meteor hit. And man, they made some abilities relevant again that were not in the past. So if you haven't seen that yet, I put it on YouTube. It's a pretty funny highlight. Oh, that's cool. That's that's very cool. I like that. All right. Um, wow. So I know all I've done really this week is download the PTS and play on that. Um, so because that's all I could do because it took me four days because that's sad. Um, but I did jump on my Breton Nightblade because I've, I've been I have a Let's Play series for that where I'm trying to go through the one through 50 play experience and i kind of shelved her for a little bit but with the justice system coming up i kind of got the kind of got the little bug to play her again so i've been messing around with her in stone falls and trying to get her through that area and whatnot but that's really all i did this week it was a lot of pts testing and then a very little bit of um playing on her own live i was away on assignment with the dark brotherhood yeah she was so I did farm some more Dwemer motifs. I've got mm, 15 new pages. What? Yes. So, <laughs> Dude, hook a brother up. I, I, I need I, giveaways for this. And speaking of which, we should do a giveaway. we got 100 viewers. 130. Wow. We should, we should do a giveaway. Um, trousers. Do you, in the trousers. That's amazing. <laughs> you, want me to, you want me to do a giveaway? Yeah, why not? If you, if you have something Let to give me, away. Uh, well, no, you have something to give away. Oh, you, you want have, me to do a, a Dwemer Yeah, if you motif? have 15 Dwemer motives, let me pull up the... Uh... Let me see what which ones I have available right now. I All right, Faye, start talking now. Start talking. Oh, what am I talking about? I don't know. Anything. Purses, dresses, uh, lipstick, makeup. All right, well, let's do this. Whatever giveaway... <laughs> wow, I'm not really girly, though. I can talk about games, my you cats. You are girly. Your cats. So... Talk about the bad cat. Oh, I hate that cat. The one cat that always joins us. She always joins us during the show. And she is Ag's cat. And she is absolutely terrible. When I first uh, came to move in with Ag, 
I had like, you know, I, I have a poo bag, a really old Winnie the Pooh bag. It goes everywhere I go. And I filled it with like, mm-hmm. you know, undies and my bras and stuff. She peed in the bag. Well, you were the interloper. Uh, she just, no. Yeah, she did. She just peed oh. in my Winnie the Pooh bag, which is about 20 years old. She assumes she's my mate and you're some home wrecker. Okay, so. do, you ha- do you have the keyword thing on your Twitter or Twitch chat? Twitch chat. No, I do not. Okay. While Thais is telling her story, I want you to download something real quick. Okay. I will type it in Skype. So keep going, Thais. Keep going. Oh, God, but there's not really much else to the story. Yeah, it's, it's a Winnie the no, Pooh bag. It's not like a Pooh bag. Tell us a story about Ag. Like, where did you guys first meet? And how did when did Elder Scrolls come into play? When did you guys first play Elder Scrolls? Oh, oh my gosh. Well, we met on Match.com. Mm-hmm. You guys, oh, Match.com love, baby. Yes, that is. That is Maybe that they should is, be a sponsor for that us. That is where, oh, this, you know, plug. Woohoo. No, we met on Match.com. <laughs> that is how I met Egg. And I, actually, there's a funny story about how we, we decided to be together. He sent me a mail, a mail, and telling me about his, his cat. And he told me that his cat was named Penelo. Sure. And he goes, if you know where my cat's name is from, I will be quite impressed. And I was like, are you kidding me? I farmed the Danjuro dagger for hours trying to get it for Pinello. And he fell in love with me instantly. <laughs> after after that, that, that was amazing. a wonderful thing. That, that's what it was. <laughs> I never got that, that dagger, by the way. That's so awesome. See, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that how we met. What was your first Elder Scrolls game? My first Elder Scrolls game was actually Oblivion on Xbox. Really? And I, yes, I remember it distinctly because I did nothing but run around fields and jump for hours because you had the athletic skill. So that's all I did was just like jumping around everywhere because I, I had no idea how to do that's that's literally what you did. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. I like made my character. I got lost for a while. I asked one of my friends to help me. He took me outside, and I just jumped around, explored the world. That was my very first experience. It took me a long time to finally realize what I had to do in the game. <laughs> and Nate said uh, he's an he's a, a Morrowind alum. Nate, the yeah, great. Well, no, I I started on I started on on uh, Oblivion. I did Oblivion, then Skyrim, then Morrowind. So you went back and played Morrowind. Yeah. What's your what's your favorite of the three of the single player ones? Skyrim. Obviously. Really? Morrowind's yeah. my favorite. Alright, alright, we're good. We're okay. good. So what's the keyword gonna be? The keyword is going to be poo bag. Poo bag. Okay, now you have you have to type it ex- now put it in the chat so they know exactly how to spell it. Alright, alright, well, right. you want me to do it? Yeah, you do it. You do it. Okay. So this is for a Dwemer Motif giveaway. Yep, I will give away a page that I will I will find out which of the ones have not sold yet, and one of Don't them give will some like crappy mace. It has to be like no, a... no, no. I think I have a chest, but I want to make sure. Can I enter in this? No, <laughs> dude. I want to enter in this. I do. I am like I'm put typing. So it type poo bag in chat. And... You made a capital. Oh God, no one's gonna get this. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's that's what we're picking. All right. So uh, speaking of what, what what were we finishing up the show with before we do the winner? Were we doing last thoughts of one point six? Did I go? Uh, No, go ahead. Uh, Yeah, we we kind of ended one point six with the match.com story. Okay. Well, no, the 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 update six sexiness thing. Yeah, that's what we picked. Well, I met my wife now. One point six, literally. 
is the game that we wanted at launch, truthfully. It really is. And if you haven't played Elder Scrolls, it's buy to play. I, you know I'm a fanboy, but get in this game, dude. It's different. It is a different MMO than anything else. And I'm enthralled with PvP right now. I cannot stop playing it. It's... I you know PVE is a lot of fun, but you wait you wait on the developers to tell to basically allow them allow you to play the game. And PVP, you make your story. You make your story. You just need a big sandbox like Cyrodiil, and you have endless hours of content. And so you know, I think if Imperial City comes out, there will be so much to do in this game for PVE years. PV peers it just it has a lot of things that i wish it would have had a year ago but now it's it's ready that's my thoughts on one six all right well i think we have uh, enough now i'm gonna pick a winner and the winner is dun 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 no i'm just dragging it out here it is double click that Double click. Oh, he's he's a, he's a, he comes in the Twitch all the time. Cool. He does. He does. Yes. So actually, I already know his email. So double click. Send me an email to um, either contact at dungeoncrawlernetwork.com uh, with your in-game name, and I will find you a good motif. I'll make sure it's something good for you. Actually, better yet, why don't you tell me something you don't have, and I'll see if I have it for you. Dang, you're trying to one-up my giveaways now, bro. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I have a bunch of them. I just have to see which ones didn't sell because I automatically throw them on the guild store. I know there's a bunch of them on there. Now, so. make sure to come back every Sunday because if we get 100 viewers, we'll be acting out. No, no, actually, I would away. be fine with that. I have enough Dwemer motifs that I, I would give away a Dwemer motif every Sunday if we hit, hit over 100 viewers. I'd easily do that. Easily. And maybe we'd add something else, some special weeks. So, double click. Send me a send me an email or a message even in in Twitch and uh, tell me what you don't have and your in-game name and I will get you. Nate uh, Nate typed in Skype that he would be willing to donate his fat back. His, his left, fa- all left, his fat back. <laughs> his left fat back. Just, yeah. Throwing that out there. So all Tight. right, we're gonna move on to uh, the dramatic reading. Dun dun dun. And there's another little special event here. Because if you remember last week, we kind of did it in a play style. Well, Nate has offered to lend his voice talents to this. So I'm taking a step back. And Thais and Nate will be playing the Lusty Argonian Maid, Volume 2. So are both of you guys ready? I'm, yeah. not, I'm not making it. Oh, I was this. born ready for this. Born ready for this? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, Thais, take it away with the Lusty Argonian Maid, Volume 2. Act 7, Scene 2. My goodness, that's quite a loaf. But however shall I fit it in my oven? This loaf isn't ready for baking, my sweet. It has yet to rise. If only we could hurry that along, how would I accomplish such a task? Oh, my foolish little Argonian maid, you must use (laughs) your hands. You wish me to knead the loaf here? Of course. But what if the mistress catches me? Your loaf was meant to satisfy her appetite. Don't fret, my delicate flower. I'll satisfy the mistress's cravings later. Very well, but I'm afraid my oven isn't hot enough. It could take hours. Plenty of time, my sweet. Plenty of time. (laughs) That was awesome. Oh, I was trying not to crack up the entire time. And I'm, I'm going to go 
die now. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the best, hands down. Just done. That was, amazing. that was that was definitely amazing. I think we have to record the first one and the second one with Nate and I. Uh, and better yet, I got to record your. I was laughing mostly at your face the entire time. <laughs> I got to do that. That'd be great. It, it would be yeah. like an instant viral video. Just done. It's done. getting hot in here. Let's take off all our armor. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Thank you so much, Nate. Thank you, thank you so much as always. That was awesome. Nate the Great. all right um well i guess we're near the end of the show because we normally have our guild raffle but uh we haven't hit the 50k mark so for those of you in the wings of fate trading guild please note we still have a guild raffle going on yeah donate a thousand gold to the guild bank and uh get a ticket as many as you want actually and once we hit over 50k we pick a winner and they get 30 percent of the pot so there we go. All right, guys. It is the end of the show. And Aww. I know. Oh, Dad. I, I know. I'm sorry. Dad. So why don't we go around these first? Why don't you tell us your final thoughts for this episode? I don't know if I should go first. Okay. Uh, Nate, go, go first, please. Nate, Nate. Nate. I'll go, I'll go first, shall I? My dear. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been awesome. I mean, it's been... Um, I've listened to the show for quite a while and I've always sort of been meaning on dropping a note um, since I started doing the podcasts on um, ESO RP. So, um, yeah, it's been awesome to um, to be on. The only the only downside is that I haven't got a show to listen to this week because I won't listen to myself. <laughs> oh, I will. That won't stop my arrogance. <laughs> so um, that's a shame. But I might uh, I might listen to a bit. Who knows? But uh, no, it's been fun. So thanks so much for for having me. I've got social links and blah 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 but i'm they'll probably be on a blog somewhere well i mean but, obviously uh, let people know where to follow you and i will post your blog as well the great.com okay no 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 I, my ego isn't that big yet no it's just uh natelangson.com um and the same on twitter and if you want to play i play on the pts as langson 101 what and, um, ep yeah what blood for, for the pact, pact. yeah Oh, good. I can kill you in Cyrodiil. Great. Okay, when are you playing Cyrodiil next? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I might create an AD or something for Cyrodiil okay. so that you can't kill me. <laughs> um, and then I'm normally on the EU server, uh, and I'm EP on there too, and I'm also Langson101 on there. So you're welcome to quest with me. And I encourage it. Um, and they, well, uh, yeah, I can definitely do that as well they ask if you could link your twitter in chat so if you still have chat oh yeah don't feel free to link it in actually i think i have to make you a moderator yeah mod is your name just nate in here or something else uh i think it's uh it's might be langson 101 let me see i'll type it in and if it shows up it shows up and if not um Uh, i found i found it now i need to yeah i am actually just nate langson there you go you're op'd now you should be able to do it Nate is OP. He is OP'd. He's good. (laughs) All right, Thais. Why don't you give your final thoughts while he's linking his his stuff? I'm I'm good now. I'm good. It was this was an amazing show. The reading is that's the best reading that has ever (laughs) happened. I am so happy and proud with myself that I was able to get through it. Uh, Definitely, thank you to Nate for lending your glorious voice to that. It's a wonderful show. So happy. Excellent. And Delta, a good sir. 
Uh, it was a struggle to get through the show. Jellos was more annoying than usual, but we did it. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's that. Now, good show. Can't wait for more more testing. This game, I, I cannot wait for 1.6 to get on the game. Like, if you go from the PTS to the normal game, you're like, ugh. <laughs> like, this game's slow. And then you go back to the PTS, you're like, oh, zipping around with a two-hander. It's amazing. So, yeah, I can't wait for it to get launched. And there'll be some bugs, but we'll get through it. Great. Um, great show. Glad we finally got Nate on. Nate, as always, anytime you want to, just let us know. You're welcome on the show whenever you want. I'm not sure if Thais will be able to handle it, but it's it's fine. She, she, I'll make it will, through. I'll, she'll I'll, I'll make she'll it be through. fine. That is super, super kind. I would I would join as often as, uh, as you wish, but I, I will let the listeners and the viewers uh, decide that short of my well, arrogance forcing me into everyone's head every all week. All I'm going to say is based on the amount of viewers we had today, I, I think that is the audience. Just just saying. They're here for Nate the Great. Yeah. Let's, be, let's be real. Obviously, based uh, on all the other episodes we've had, we never had such an active chat room. So it's got to be because of Nate. So I would say the audience more or less has said thusly. Excellent. My <laughs> spine is even more erect with happiness to hear this. <laughs> right. Hey, I don't want to know about what's erect on your spine, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, great show, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. I want to thank all of the podcast uh, listeners. Yeah, you. <laughs> podcast <laughs> listeners is where I was going for. Sorry, I was still laughing. I know, you're still you're still thinking about Nate. Uh, yeah, Nate, Nate is our Argonian. Of... Naked Argonian. Yeah, yeah. You know what, though? Hang on. I just thought of something about Argonian. Sorry to just completely jump in out of the blue here, but you know when we're talking about scaled levels, why did nobody mention an Argonian <laughs> pun? Why was there no... Well, Thais, you're the Argonian lover. Why was there no scaled puns on... I, 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 I can't talk. Just ask Deltia. <laughs> Go to Deltia. Nice. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Well, Delty is not very good at any pun unless it's an Argonian named Delty's underscore game. You know, that's about it. That's about as punny as he gets. Come on, so. that was hilarious. No, I did Shades of Guar. He didn't. I didn't. Shades make it of Guar. I saw that and sweats when eating. Those are sweats <laughs> when eating. He's a he. You know, he has some back fat. He had, he ate too much. <laughs> He's uh, got what, that back. What, or, uh, yeah, fat Nate, back. What, yeah, fat back. He ate a little too much. <laughs> you got a little too much fat back on him. Yeah, yeah he's fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Langston, go go to Nate Langston's house. You're gonna get some fat back, boy. Some fat back. What? Right. I, <laughs> I don't even know about this show. It's that's it. This entire ending has just been an outtake. That's just that's it. It's a bloopers up. This is this whole thing. I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, if you wish to help support the podcast, you know, feel free to donate via the PayPal link. It's on the footer of the website. Or tell a friend about us. That's even better. We like that even more because then more people show up in the chat room and I have to farm more Dwemer motifs. So Don't need money. I like that more. <laughs> if you wish to contact us with questions, comments, criticisms, the show for the site is now DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. If you actually go to Tales of Tamriel, I added a nice little 301 redirect, so it'll take you where I want you to go anyway. You can email the show at contact at dungeoncrawlernetwork.com. You can follow the show on Twitter. The show's Twitter is at Tales of Tamriel. The network uh, Twitter is at dungeoncrawlnet. Yes. Facebook at facebook.com slash Tales of Tamriel podcast. Also, feel free to rate and subscribe to us via iTunes. And if you missed the live show or want to catch up on any past broadcasts, check out our YouTube channel. There's some stuff out there for you. This has been a Dungeon Crawler Network production. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a good night, everybody. Love you.
Bye. Bye.